1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, the G1 is finally over. How are you feeling?
0: Well, it is over and it is a time of reflection and a time where uh, you think back to what your life was a few weeks ago before G1. Um, I know a lot of people this was their first one and they've made it through. So congratulations to you if this is your first one. Uh, I'm sure you'll be back for more because this was incredible it's it's always it's just an amazing couple weeks of pro wrestling um It's my favorite time of the year and 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 I feel good i feel uh I'm tired right now <laughs> it's a little a little long night um but uh, I think everybody our bodies can recover and we can kind of get back to our normal daily lives and not have to wake up at two o'clock in the morning every fucking day.
1: Yeah, it's kind of strange with it all being over, having to go back to my real life and not have this whole world of wrestling to immerse myself in. But it will be a welcome change having to actually have free time and you know spend time with a wife and things like that.
0: Yeah, it usually uh, relationships do get strained during this time if you're a fan and the significant other is not. It it, it is a uh, it is that, and then there's always the challenge of like your schedule, right? Because if one thing goes astray like if you know oh remember we have uncle jim's birthday we got to go to and you're like fuck i, was just, I gotta watch this sh- i gotta watch a show and, and then you, you it, it, once you get one behind it's it's tough to catch up like it's hard to binge watch unless you're just watching the tournament matches which a lot of people do and i do for the most part I, every once in a while i'll catch the undercards but you know the feedback that i got and even the stuff that i've i've watched where the undercards weren't bad, you know? They they all had... There they was all purpose, purpose, um, even more so than leading up to the matches the next day in, in their particular block. I like this G1 a lot, Joel. I, I'm, I you know, again, maybe it's the newness factor and it's the recency bias, as we like to say, but I I really enjoyed this, man. I thought this was an easy watch. You know, bullshit aside, there's plenty of stuff that we're fucking going to be able to hand wave, but I thought this was... I I really enjoyed it. Uh, It's one of my favorite ones that I can ever remember.
1: Yeah, I will stand by my comments that I made last time where I said, on average, I don't think the match quality has been as high as it was last year, but the matches have peaked higher. There have been more five-star classics this year than there were last year. So I can put up with the the shenanigans in the the, uh, Tongan matches and all that crap if it means that we get, Brilliant matches, and we certainly did.
0: Yeah, I mean, right off the top of our heads, you could probably go f- four classics, right? At least four classics. Um, you know, and that's that's without even trying to come up with a list. Um, and I I would probably say you're probably getting closer to five or six with just a little bit of effort. Uh, I mean, legitimate classics that you're that you you forget just because there's there's so many of them. Um, you know, and even even this you know, the semifinals and the finals, you know, you're adding two more fantastic matches to the list. Um, And it gets, it, it gets crazy when you think about it, how many legitimate, not even debatable, how many legitimate five-star matches we have, we have witnessed in, you know, a mere two weeks. That's fucking mind boggling to me. And, and the fact that they can do it consistently and it, and it, you know, it's it is the usual suspects. Your, you know, abushis uh, and your ishis and your omegas and, you know, but then you had a couple people sprinkled in there too. Your elgans, your godos. Um, it's just an amazing run. It's just a just a it's an amazing thing that what they can do physically. Um, and we forget that you know these guys are getting into a bus, traveling to city to city. It's a hundred and something degrees out, you know, Fahrenheit. Um, 20 something, you know, Celsius. I don't, we're terrible. We're Americans. We don't know that stuff. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, that's gotta be draining on them. Um, and these buildings are hot. The the feedback I'm getting back, um, is that these buildings are, are, are baking hot. It's like being in an oven for crying out loud. And they do it every night. It's, it's, again, I don't, I don't want to sit here and have it be a new Japan circle jerk, but if it's, if it's ever if it's going to happen, it's going to be now, because it, we just witnessed some of the greatest pro wrestling that you know we'll see in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, you do get the feeling that this is going to be the sort of tournament you look back on in 10 years or 20 years or whatever and say, oh, that G1 Climax 28, that was something special. Because I've given out three five-star matches, and I don't do that very often. No. I try and keep those for matches that really deserve it, but I... I felt I had no choice in these three matches. You know, with the five star matches, it's the sort of thing when it finishes, you know it's five stars. Mm. You know, there's no two ways about it. And that's what I gave. So we'll get on to talking about which ones got my five star ratings. So before we get into the G1 itself, let's warm Damon up a bit by asking him questions that might make him slightly uncomfortable. Oh, first one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, oh. you know, people seem to seem to like to ask you questions about you know dating and uh, relationships. They and don't th- things things like that. Well, listen, I, I think they just enjoy hearing you squirming on air. To be honest, I
0: think I think it's probably m- more accurate. But listen, I, I got a little, I got a couple of years under my belt, Joel. Um, you know, we have a lot of younger listeners. Maybe they have uh, uh, relationship issues or dating issues or uh, you know problems with the, their partners. That, you know, I'm here to help. I'm here to I'm here to um, to uh, get them through a rough patch or give them some advice, some sage advice. Um, yeah, all right, fire away, let's go. Okay, first question.
1: I think you're going to hate this question, mm. but it did make me laugh. So you don't have to answer it. I just want just your immediate gut response to it. Just say the first thing that comes into your head. Oh boy. Okay. This is a question. This is a question from Noah's penis. Uh, all right. What is the hunkiest arena NJPW has ever run? <laughs>
0: um, I will say uh, Sumo Hall. Sumo Hall. Um, it's it's a gorgeous building, lots of history. Uh, I'm going I'm going Sumo Hall.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to stop here. Well, I'm not gonna stop the recording, but I have got some people commenting last week that I totally no sold Scampy when he was meowing. Uh, I was in the middle of ranting about a match. So he is outside the door now. So I'm going to go and let Scampy in. Okay. But before I do, I'm going to ask you my second question, which is from uh, Stewon. You're getting married, and for some reason, you can only choose New Japan wrestlers to be your
0: best man and at least two groomsmen. Also, hello, Scampy. <laughs> i am picking Scampy first. Scampy's Scampy is is uh he's in the wedding party. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, no doubt. He's he's the life and soul of the in- any party that's going on. I don't know what it is with him. He just he. He can't, maybe I've said it before he can't stand any doors being closed in our apartment mm-hmm. anytime there's a closed door especially if he knows that there's a person on the other side of it he just gets very upset he feels like he's being left out He wants- and there's just something about me recording this podcast that he just he loves to sit next to me while I'm doing it
0: yeah well he likes to hear the, the, the sultry voice of Joel right so he wants to get in on that, uh, that and he feels excited because he thinks there's a party going on um and then he's always crawling about, so yes, he's uh, he's all in. All right. So, my the question is, groomsmen? Oh, look, I I don't yeah. Think... So uh, you're getting married. Yeah. I don't. I don't uh, think. Let me let me finish reading
1: uh, the question. You're going right. to choose New Japan wrestlers to be your best man and two groomsmen. Also note they'll be planning your bachelor party, and the best man will be having a speech at your wedding. Who do you choose? All
0: right, best man's got to be Hiroshi Tanahashi. Right. He's. I mean, he's. Because here's the thing. Your best man, he needs to be—he's got to have his shit together, right? He can't be last minute, Lou, right? And fucking, oh, I don't know, I don't have anything planned, and sh- you know that's shit. You got to—you got to step up. That's the time you got to fucking step up. So you need somebody re- responsible. You need somebody who uh, also will take care of you because you're going to get fucked up. You know, <laughs> you know, you're going to drink a lot. You're going to—you know—going uh, to get messed up. So. Uh, you need somebody that's going to be able to, to make sure that you get in and out of situations okay, right? Uh yeah, Hiroshi Tanahashi's absolutely the best man. Absolutely. Uh uh and then uh, I guess the or the rest of the wedding party. I'm not big on big wedding parties. Like, you ever been to a wedding and they have like 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 12 people standing up? They're like, really? Everybody in your life is that significant? Fucking gotta be kidding me. Um, so I would have maybe three others, maybe three others. I would have Jushin Liger in there, of course. We've been through a lot. Uh, I would have uh, hmm. What else would I have? I need I need two more. Probably have uh, hmm. It can be from all time, or it has to be current. It doesn't specify. All right. Because I might have that, uh... Again, I like I like, I like like responsible people. You know what I mean? I like responsible... Because I'm not. Cause I can't have all irresponsible people because we won't make it to the wedding. We'll wind up in fucking Vegas and... you know. Shenanigans incur. Uh... I'll swap Tatsumi Fujinami in there. And I'll have, uh... Huh. I need a tough guy. I need somebody who can kick some ass just in case that we get into some fucking nonsense. Um... How about, uh, oh, I, you know, I I, I bet he would be fun. Probably Shinsuke. Shinsuke would probably be a fucking fun guy to have around because he would make everybody laugh. Yeah, so I would go with that. I'd go Tanahashi, Shinsuke, Liger. Mm, maybe Yuji Nagata too. I like, the, I like the older guys. Hang out with them. Younger guys I don't need in my life. All right, yeah, so I'll go that route. How's that? Is that good?
1: That's good. I would have Juice Robinson. Ah. I think he would he would deliver an amazing speech, yeah. and he would be a lot of fun on the the bachelor's party, the stag night. Mm. I'd have Okada as well because I think he would be. He'd have some tricks and jokes up his sleeve for the stag night, and I guess Yano as well. But I can't have both Okada and Yano because they're they're both silly guys. I need someone who's dependable, right? And I I've think Kushida, I think he would be a, a, a very loyal and trustworthy friend. I don't know why I'm getting that impression from him, but I think he'd be a, a good level-headed person to have amongst a
0: group. I agree. I agree with that. Plus, I think he's he could probably reel in some girls. You know what I mean? Like, just him being there would be a good thing to be like, oh, we'll, we'll catch up with a couple of, uh, like, bachelorette parties, you know, at the same time. Or the, way, the way they call them, hen parties for you. For you. Um, yeah. Yeah yep so we I'm sure they'll be set. that's always when the fun happens, right that's that's what you got to do as as if you're playing at a bachelor party or you know whatever you call it, whatever um, stag whatever um, you that's what you got to think. you got to think, okay, so where are the girls going to be right who's having a party because they're going to be just as nuts, if not nuttier than the guys. almost always they are, right so one. And then two, you also got to consider the fact that a lot of times they're not, you know, they're, they they want to be as goofy as the guys, but they just don't know how to make it happen. So all they need is a little a little spark and then boom, then they're, then they're going nuts, right? And that's where the guys come in. So the guys can help them get nutty. Boom, now you got now you got a pack of nutties. Now you're now you got a pack of people that are just uh ready to have some fun. So Listen, we got this this whole thing planned. We've got G1 and Madison Square Garden. We're talking about Noah's Penises, uh, arenas, and stag parties. All right, what else? What other questions you got? We got one more. One more. This is from Liam, who says Back prints on shirts, yay or nay? Like just writing on the back of a shirt?
1: Well, I thought he might have been referring to football shirts. So, uh, as a big Arsenal supporter, Back in the day when I used to regularly go to matches every at the start of every season, I would get a player's name printed on the back of my shirt, and okay. me and my friends would sort of try and come up with some sort of pun like some kind of joke uh, or play on words for a player's name and looking back on that, I kind of cringe, yeah, I did that, and I wouldn't be caught dead wearing a replica football shirt out in public because um yeah, it's not appropriate for an adult. Uh, I hope I haven't upset people by saying that. Probably have. I usually do. Me and my fucking big mouth. Uh, <laughs> so that's the kind of thing I had in, in mind for getting back prints on shirts. But uh, I did ask Liam and he said either like sports shirts or whatever. So getting something printed on the back of a shirt.
0: Okay. Like a name. All right. Well, let's – so in the States, we are guys will wear sports jerseys or sweaters or whatever you want to call it. So um, you you will see people just walking around in a hockey sweater, right? Um or, uh, you know, in the summertime, you'll see the basketball um, tanks. You know, um, and, and they'll have the player's name and number on the back. I don't have a problem with that, right? I, I, I that that's just kind of common around here. Like, tr- truth be told, I have hockey ones, right? That I have. Um, so it's not a big deal around here. Um, here's here's where it, where where you get violations, as we like to call it, a violation. A violation would be if you did get like like a silly saying on the back for the name, right, or you put your own name on it. You know what I mean? Like you're not a player, that, you know, that's – you don't do that. So, yeah, like a, like a silly pun. Or the people who put like – um who get it and it will say champions and it will have the year. Like the number will be the year that you won the championship. So in this case, you know, 18, and it will say champions on the back. violation it's a violation um so so i don't necessarily have a problem with the the back print but it's got to be the player and and their number um and uh fucking no silliness no puns no nothing like that all right there's there's the demon hot take for you
1: okay i would sign off on that as well
0: so let's
1: get into the G1 Climax 28 yes. first of all I wanted to take a look at the final standings for the Voices of Wrestling G1 oh. Pickles competition oh no alright oh so first thing I want to do is give a, a big congratulations to uh, listener Derek Ashman or Derek Von Eric, as he as he goes by on Twitter who finished second Ooh. so he was just pipped on the last day but for first place it was really really close but still that uh, is an amazing achievement and he was flying the flag with the Super J car so Derek, you get a victory lap. Well done. Yeah. I don't know what else we can offer you.
0: But, uh, round of applause from me. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> applauding as well. Now, as for you and I,
0: I had a
1: bit of a slump towards the end. I finished in 85th place. Ooh. You, no, no. do you
0: want to have a guess? I, I have not looked for out of pure, sheer embarrassment. Um I will give a guess, I mean, it can't be because I know like one of the last nights i I went in, I did an over I think um six hundred thirty six
1: you were finished six
0: hundred and thirty fifth that's amazing oh, you were wow. very very
1: close you were just one, <laughs>
0: wrong, one wow. off. okay I don't even the only reason I picked thirty six is thirty six is my favorite number um wow. That's not good out of, like, 700, right? Like, seven change, like, 720, I think the number was, right? Total people?
1: I mean, what I will say, I got the finalists right, but I picked Ibushi to win instead of Tanahashi. And then, like, halfway through the tour, or early into the tournament, I decided that Tanahashi was going to win, but uh, it was too late then. Obviously, I couldn't change my picks. But uh I did okay there. It was it, mm. a lot of fun. So, um
0: Commiserations, Damon. Next year. Uh, I, I, I'm not good at those. I'm really not. I, I As as you can plainly see. I just, I don't know. I, like, I feel like I get to the end result kind of close. Like, I, I didn't pick Tanahashi, mind you. I lost there. And, and and I didn't pick Tanahashi to make it to the finals. So that hurt as well. But I I still felt like, like the people, like, the end results were kind of like where I thought like the people that I had were, you know, it wasn't like anything was too far out of whack when it came to the final numbers. I just can't pick individual winners. Like, I, I it, it's literally, I mean, seriously, do you, when you do it, there's got to be nights where you're just like, all right, flip a fucking coin, right? there got to be. There's no way you could be sitting there thinking, okay, listen, uh, Michael Elgin's got to beat this guy here. And like, just, I just, I can't do that. Can you do that? Well, you can do that. You did it.
1: Well, I worked backwards, so I decided who I thought was going to win and who would be the two finalists, and then worked out from there. I started what I thought the scenarios would be in the final night based on the uh, match order. But, I mean, weirdly enough, that's where it all fell apart, really. I think I picked up most of my points just on a, a day-to-day basis, making sensible picks about who would win between two guys. You know, just like your random hangman page against Michael Elgin sort of picks. I think that's the bread and butter of your pickums and if you tend to come unstuck when you're trying to make the results fit your weird sort of point permutation scenarios, because mm-hmm. I definitely dropped a ton of points towards the, the latter stages where I think if I just stuck with the, the whole thing of uh, who I thought was going to win in an individual match, rather than thinking, oh, I've got to crowbar it into this thing where this guy's got 13 points and these two need a draw for this guy to squeak through, probably would have done better.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's it is it is a uh, um, an unbelievable thing when you when you think about how how many things have to go your way and just how you, you know you're able to find a way to find the winner. So great job by uh, Von Eric. That's a, that's that's an awesome job. Second place and good job by you too. I mean that's that's a that's very respectable. Me, oh boy, I, I mean I I might have to retire from 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 G one Pickums. I never do well. Um, this this has been my worst showing, though. This absolutely has been my worst showing. So, uh, better luck next year, I guess. All right, what do we got here? Okay, well, let's
1: discuss the final, which took place earlier today. I have written a review of the whole show for the Voices of Wrestling website. So, have a look on there and read my review. Uh, it's it's okay. It's pretty. It's it's there. It's a what?
0: it's a review. Why I've well, reviewed all the matches. What? <laughs> you did you you are you are you knocking your writing cuz you can write like a motherfucker. You 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 can put some words together. I'm sure it's a great review. You just didn't like the, the overall show. Is that, is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, well, I was going to say it's really good. You should go and read it, but then I thought that might sound a bit too <laughs> Self-aggrandizing. So I'll leave you to decide, listeners. You go and read it, and you let me know if you thought it was good or not.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteeing be honest. You. I'm guaranteeing you it's good. I, I'm guaranteeing it. I know, I know how you write. Matter of fact, you wrote a, a, a piece on, oddly enough, Hiroshi Tanahashi um, that I thought was one of the best pro wrestling things I have ever read. I told you that. Um, so I have no doubt that this review will be five stars. No doubt you're
1: too kind, Damon. anyway, let's get talk about the show. We got a uh, attendance of twelve thousand one hundred and twelve, which was a sellout. out. uh just quick question here what did you think of the lighting in Budokan Hall? Do you think it did it Did the venue justice
0: no, uh, the crowd justice yeah, no, I don't and 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 what's also weird and it felt like it felt like the the setup of the stage or lack of stage right um and man. If you bought ringside seats, it felt like you were, you know, eighteen rows back, right? It was just very, uh, like ringside area was, felt very wide, and the lighting, yeah, it, it, I, you couldn't really get a full scope of you know twelve thousand people in in a in a building like that. I, I do think they missed the mark there, um, lighted weird and. Um, I, I thought it was mic'd well. I mean, you could hear the crowd, and I think the crowd was up for the majority of, of, of the shows. But yeah, I would agree that, yeah, that did... I did notice that, and it did it did sit with me a little bit weird that you couldn't really take full advantage of what you had in the building from a from a pe- person-at-home perspective.
1: Hmm. So matches themselves, I thought overall the undercar was a bit underwhelming. It felt more like a Road 2 show to me, and... If you watch a lot of New Japan like I do, then you see matches like this hundreds of times before. So first match was the team of Tomaki Honma, Michael Elgin, and Togi Makabe defeating Ayato Yoshida, Shota Umino, and Yuji Nagata in seven minutes with Makabe pinning Yoshida after a King Kong knee drop. So first of all, it's obviously good to see Honma able to wrestle regularly again because he wrestled the night before. So I guess this means he'll be back wrestling on a regular basis. And also... I was very excited to see Ayato Yoshida because we've seen him a few times in these Lionsgate project shows. We've seen him wrestle Yuji Nagata. We've seen him wrestle Shoto Umino and he's a very, very talented guy. He's young. I think he's about 25. He's at the Kaintai dojo, but I'm wondering now given his involvement in this show, whether he might move to New Japan full time and join their dojo because I think Shota Umino will probably go on excursion fairly soon. I don't really see how much more he can achieve being a young line, And then you're left with Renarita, uh, Tetsuya Yagi, Yota and Yuya Uemura. And you're lacking a young line ace there. And Mm. I think Yoshida could be that guy. So those are my thoughts on the match. I know you you haven't watched this match yet, Damon. Anything you want to jump in and comment on there?
0: The only thing is is that the... um, You know, I think... Well, at least from the first night perspective, seeing Holm come back, um, and and that was pretty emotional, right? That was that that was a great moment. I think everybody will will take away from G One matches aside. Um, you know, he doesn't look like he's a hundred percent, and to me, he does look somewhat hesitant. Um, and that's and I think it's a fair thing. This is these were his first set of matches since you know early summer. Right, there was like a Row Two show that he was in a tag match in. I guess it was against Los Ingobernables and like a whole horde of people on his side, you know, your usual suspects of, uh, baby faces, but it was good to see, you know, um, I, 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 I don't know if he's a hundred percent and I think people were kind of questioning if he was at a hundred percent. Um, but look, uh, considering where he was and, and the condition that he was in, I think this is a, uh, a fantastic step and a, and a nice feel-good moment, I think, both nights. So, good good, good, good on him. Um, I'm not expecting much from this match, right? right? This is an opening tag match that, you know, you tell me. I mean, is this something I, I need to go out of my way to watch?
1: No, not at all. all right. um, I was disappointed, if anything. We didn't really? see more from Yoshida, but uh, it, it is what it is. It's an opening multi-man tag match. On a show. It's it's never gonna blow the doors off. Mm. Alright, all right. What was next here? Next we had Bad Luck Fale defeating Toe Hinare in one minute and 49 seconds with a bad luck fall. Now, this was notable for me before the show started because this was the only other singles match on the cards. And I thought, hmm, is there something going on here? Obviously, there'd been some speculation that Hinare might be joining the Bullet Club OGs, joining that Tongan faction. So I thought this could be a setup to that, but it wasn't. It was just a two-minute squash match. So I don't really see what the point of it was.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, we're, we're, the whole thing is to get them over as, as badasses and to get them over as, as credible threats to, to anyone. And, I mean, I don't know if a two-minute squash match is necessarily going to accomplish that goal, per se. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, why <laughs> it does seem like a weird spot. Well, I guess later on in the show you had the, the other bullet club members going for a never title. Um I don't know. Look, I again, the whole bullet club thing kind of is it's it's taken weird turns and weird twists and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did interfere in a match, right? <laughs> and, and I I I guess it really is what is your definition of interference, right? Because remember, earlier in the week, they were like, if if Bullet Club interferes in a match, they're suspended for what three months or some nonsense, right? But like they interfered in a match, right, and they got kicked out of the arena.
1: Was well, it- I'll jump in. This was clarified by New Japan. They said that technically they didn't interfere because they were prevented from interfering and they were uh, dragged out of the arena before they could interfere. So they don't get the three-month ban, which sounds like a lot of bullshit to me. <laughs> they were about to interfere.
0: Yeah.
1: And now they've been rewarded by uh, getting a, a title shot. I mean, we'll come on to that later when we talk about that match, but yeah. that whole stipulation seemed to be put there just to uh, reassure people, give them an out that they weren't going to interfere in the Ibushi versus Omega match, which kayfabe wise, if they hadn't put that stipulation in place, there would have been every reason for Tamatonga and his goons to go in there and just ruin that main event. So that's what I think it was for.
0: Yeah. They kept they kept saying it and kept saying it and kept saying it, which had me just like, Oh my God, they're going to have interference in this fucking match. <laughs> like I was like, I was, I was so convinced that the more they said it, the more it was like, Oh my God, there's going to be interference in this match. But okay. Luck you know, thank thank God for that. All right. All right. So there's there's a two minute squash for uh Fale, poor Hanare looking at the lights again. You know, a and, and uh, he had a he had a bad couple days, you know, his his C block chances and and, and this. Bad bad couple days for, for Hanare.
1: So next match, we had a tag match where Taichi and Takashi Izuka defeated Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto in eight minutes after a Taichi-style last ride pinfall over Yoshihashi. So story here, Taichi's still got a chip on his shoulder because he wasn't included in the G1. And I think it was quite notable that he did pin Yoshihashi, who's a person that a lot of commenters, not myself, but a lot of people said shouldn't have been in the G1. So, I quite enjoyed this match seeing Angry Tai Chi. Everything involving Izuka was shit, obviously. But I like Tai Chi. I like seeing him wrestle properly and being aggressive and attacking people. So, uh, this was perhaps sending out a message that Tai Chi should be in the G1 next year. And he also attacked Goto. Actually, I like the way that phrase is pronounced it Goto. Yeah. I might start calling it Goto instead because I'm I'm sure Goto is not correct. I don't think any Japanese people are saying Goto. Anyway, so Taichi attacks Goto after the match and through his never openweight title. So I believe that would be setting up Taichi as Goto's next challenger for the never openweight title. So anything you want to say here? Do you think Taichi should be in the G1 next year? Do you think Yoshihashi should be out? And mm. your thoughts on possibly Taichi
0: challenging Goto for the belt? Well, here's the thing. One... It really depends on what kind of year they have, to me, right? It really starts, well, it could start later. I mean, it could start now, right, if, if either of those two catch fire. But it really depends on what they do leading up to G1 next year. And that was really the argument for a lot of people of, okay, Yoshihashi really hadn't done anything. And um, Taichi seemed like he was kind of hitting, hitting his groove. Becoming a heavy a heavyweight, so yeah, I mean, there's based off of points and based off of of effort and based off of you know the matches that he had in front of him. Yoshihashi can be in it again, right? Just based off of G One. I mean, what what do he wind up with? Like six points, eight points. Um, that's that's pretty respect. Six. six, okay, All right, That's that's not bad. That's I mean, it's not two, right? Um, and I think the match performance was 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 good. Here's what's going to be a real challenge next year: are the people who make it and don't make it, and the people that have that aren't in it now um, that could possibly. I mean, there's a guy. I'll bring up a name who I saw last night um, <laughs> at CZW. Uh, it's Tremperetta, right? And he's a guy that could theoretically he's a heavyweight he you know he could theoretically be in that mix tai Chi. i'm sure he would have been had he not been injured really i don't know man that's 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 a guy that's really on the bubble right but they were building towards it like he had his match
1: against kenny omega challenging for the u.s title which did really well and he got the did he get the pinfall at wrestle kingdom i seem to recall yeah um, the, they that- would
0: definitely seem to be making a big deal out of him yeah i I mean it was it it, it the, you know it was on its way, right, but I mean again tai Chi's a guy well w- would i mean i you would think he would be in it um there's only so many spots so and and you think, okay, of the people that are in there now this year in g one like who would get dropped like realistically, who would get dropped there's not like the old veteran guy in there. That you're like, oh, this is his last G1 where you had, you know, before with Nagato or you had with Tenzan or you had, you know, with others that were up in age and, you know, probably going to be their last one. I mean, you go up and down A block and B block, you got guys that are in, I don't want, I don't want to necessarily say the prime, but, um, you know, you got some that are on the the, the, the other side of prime. You know, in age, certainly not in effort and in skill. uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi being a name that you could (laughs) certainly say. Um, But then you even got guys that are in their 20s. You know, your your Jay Whites, Hangman Pages that are going to be in again next year. I just don't see who you you eliminate. I mean, there are people that I would love to eliminate. You know, I would love to not see a Fale in there. But, you know, that's not going to fucking happen. I would love to not see a Tamatanga in there. You know, that's not going to happen. Like who? I guess my question is, Joel, is who would you get rid of to 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 add in uh, a Tai Chi or a Tremperetta or others who are on the bubble?
1: I'm scratching my head. I have no idea because I you're looking at the lineup and you think Togi Makabe would be the next person to retire, but mm. he's going to do that on his terms. They're not going to be taking him out of that tournament. And I don't think this would have been his last tournament because if it was, they'd have made a bigger deal out of it like they did with Nagata last year. So he would be the next person to go. But given the fact that they didn't say anything about it being his last tournament, I would assume he's there next year. So if he's there next year, I can't see who else would be taken out. So I don't know. There's a, a real possibility that we get the exact same 20 people, unless of course you have some people leaving NJPW JPW in the meantime, but I can't see who else would be
0: out of that lineup. Right. Right. It's, and that's, and that's saying something about the talent that the company has to me. Right. I mean, the fact that we, we have, you know, a, a roster full of people that can go and, and produce some, some fantastic pro wrestling. And then we still got people that are on the bubble that are trying to get in, um, you know, I don't think you can, well, listen, you could probably do that in, in WWE, right? If you were going to have a, a G1 tournament in WWE, it could be stacked. Not to say that it would be good just by the way the, the promotion does what it does in, the, in their style of pro wrestling. Um, it's certainly not going to be G1 levels, but let's just assume that, you know, the people that are in it could go that route. Um, That's probably the only one that would really be able to do something like this. I mean... All Japan has their champions carnival, but they, I mean, they got to pull people from outside to, 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 to fill brackets. So
1: Yoshi Tatsu in this,
0: uh, that's my bad. Right. 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 You know, but you know what I'm saying? This is, it's, 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 it's a, uh, it, uh, you know, again, everybody was up in arms with Tai Chi, but you know, somebody's not going to make a cut. And I don't know who's not going to make a cut next year. Again, you, Makabe could be that guy, but you would think a bigger deal would be made of it this year. So um, it's, that's going to be interesting you know, when it comes to who's here and who's not. When it comes contract time, that's really going to be the key to me um, on who makes it and who doesn't make it.
1: And of course, there's the added wrinkle of people coming back from injury. Right. Do we get Tom Tomoaki Honma? Fully fit, ready to take on the grind of a G1, probably not. I don't know if physically he'd be up for that, but uh, and again, Shibata, if he ever comes back, just things to think about as well. Beretta, of course, we've already mentioned, I, I'm convinced he was being positioned for a G1 spot. So people are going to come back from injury, but then people are going to get injured at the same time. So that's true, you, you never know what's going to happen.
0: And also, signings you know, there's other companies that were contracts are up that I know New Japan are in discussions with, right. So you never know who what other you know faces that are coming back into a promotion that is looking to uh expand. Um, who would be in a G1. So again, listen listen, n- not for nothing, Joel. Our Intercontinental Champion was not in G one this year, right? Remember that. You know, mm. you know, so and the thoughts just sparked in my head Cody might want to be in it next year as well. Maybe, right? I mean, there's so much talent this company has pretty amazing that I know again Jeff Cobb. There's another name, you know. He's not a, he's not a, a signed guy yet, but that's never stopped New Japan before for putting him in the G1. There's so many people that 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 they that could possibly hold the spot. That I mean, unless they open up the, the blocks to a, to a legitimate C block or something along those lines, this is gonna it's 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 it's, it's tough to get in, Um and it might you know. And that might not change for a couple of years. Okay, next match then. We had a tag match with Cody
1: and Hangman Page defeating the team of Juice Robinson and David Finley. Uh, Cody getting the pinfall over Juice with his uh, Vertebreaker which is called Din's Fire. So reference to Legend of Zelda. So I really like this match. I thought this was probably the best match on the undercards. Uh, very nice, high-paced, well-worked tag match. There's good chemistry between all the guys. And afterwards, Cody said to Juice that he was doing a bad impersonation of Kyrie Sane and officially challenged him for his US title at the Long Beach
0: show. So any thoughts on that? There's a Long Beach show. Who who, who would have thought? (laughs) That's one thing we haven't talked about hardly at all, is that is the fact that there is a Long Beach show um, and it's right around the corner. Um, That's uh, that is significant. I think they've I think they've Kind Of burnt, I want to say burnt out that area, but like the, those shows certainly don't feel special by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think that'd be a good match, Cody and Juice. Juice has got his hands full, he's got a lot of challengers, you know. Seems like uh, he's set for at least Wrestle Kingdom with the amount of challengers and I want to be surprised also worth mentioning
1: sorry okay. to interrupt that it's a, that's a rematch of the Wrestle Kingdom 11 match yep. which was buried in the mid card Cody against Juice which was basically just an enhancement match for Cody but now both guys have made a, a huge amount of progress since then so it'll be really interesting to
0: compare those two matches yeah yeah that's kind of like where juice almost you know, if you're going to put a circle around um, Juice and be like, okay, this is kind of like the beginning of him taking off a little bit, that might be that match because he sh- he was the shining star to me in that match, in 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 a in a, sh- in a match that was yeah buried underneath lots of great stuff on that Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be fine. But yeah, I think the biggest thing out of that is is you know people scratching their heads and saying, oh, there, there is that Long Beach show that everyone has forgotten about. Um, so, except people that are going to the show. But I heard tickets were kind of sluggish for that, right? I heard tickets were very sluggish for, for these uh, Long Beach shows. So, all right, it is what it is. But uh, Juice has got his hands full this, this fall. He's got plenty of people challenging for that belt because, you know, he took a lot of pinfalls during this uh, G1. So, all right, uh, that should be fun.
1: Okay, next match is bound to be some talking points here. It was a never-open-weight six-man tag team championship match between... Uh, where, where the challengers, Taiji Shimori Tangolo and Tamatonga, defeated the champions of Marty Skull, Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson. Tamatonga pinning Marty Skull after a gun stunt in 11 minutes. Now, the context of this, of course, uh, President Harold May said that they needed to start toning down the rude stuff and ban cursing. And then there was this whole situation about Tamatonga getting disciplined for his. Antics, the social media usage, uh, grabbing the fan, whatever it was. They didn't specify, but they did mention about social media usage. And then we get this. We get them being rewarded with a title match. I mean, putting aside the fact that these titles are pretty much worthless, the champions of the Young Bucks and Mighty hadn't defended them since they won them. I I think that was back in Dontaku. So... Mm. It's not the most prestigious title in the world, but there are things here which worry me. This just whole felt like a... If this had taken place on Monday Night Raw, we'd be burying it. So the, that's the direction it feels it's moving towards, and I don't like it. I'm worried by having Harold May appearing on TV two nights in a row in a, a semi-prominent authority figure. That's not what I want from New Japan. Uh, the pre-match promo from Tangelo was just really cringeworthy it was very very bad and the match itself bell to bell was fine but everything else surrounding it was a bit troubling
0: yeah i i I have to agree um i i don't want a on-camera authority figure on my new japan pro wrestling Uh, that's the last thing i want to say and while it was you know very um understated, right? It wasn't over the top. It wasn't um you know as as we 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 know a company can be when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh it wasn't that, but yes, it is a somewhat troubling direction having a lot of on-camera time. Going on there for this particular situation. Now, if it begins and ends with this situation, okay, cool. Then, then, then I'm okay. But you have the same concerns that I have when it comes to that. Um, the second thing is 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 again, it's a pro wrestling company, so take it for what it's worth. But there is a lot of inconsistencies in this whole idea of we're going to ban middle fingers and we're going to ban potty mouth. And we're going to ban language of that kind and all that stuff. And we're not going to attack fans anymore and all that. Yet, Tamatanga has a t-shirt and everybody has a t-shirt with, you know, what is it? No one fucking cares or no one gives Zero, zero fucks given. There you go. Farley
1: shirt says fuck em, right. And Tangaloa says the word motherfuckers yeah. right on camera.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody is is paying attention to this new new company directive. So, uh, again, whether it's a uh, part of the whole storyline thing, which I tend to believe is the case. um, Yeah, it's a little inconsistent. You know, the the next day they're coming out with brand new T-shirts of no fucks given. So, all right storyline based um I did like the fact that they 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 literally threw them out of the arena like there were there was there were young lions dragging these guys out <laughs> and into a, a a waiting car um outside and everybody was involved in that so look am i am I a fan of this no i'm not um i am over it i don't To add to that, I'm not a fan of the never six man titles. I'm just I'm I'm I I don't care. I don't think anybody cares. Um, Why did they? They
1: they threw it on the floor as soon as they won it, and they didn't even take them back to the back with them. So what's the point in having them win it? I
0: I I guess to say that they are a dominant force uh, again, who don't give a shit. And, uh, yay, we won, but that's not even what we care about. We just care about laying fists in people's faces. Um, that can get very boring and tedious after a while. And I, and I am in boring and tedious as we speak. It just, I, I it does nothing for me. Um, six, the never six man titles have become, you know, there was a, a part where it was like, ah, it's just one of those things. It's a hot potato belt. It's fun. Wacky tag combinations and, you know, you kind of see goofy things and it gave the the old, you know, things to do for the undercard. Okay, great. Look, I I totally forgot who even was the never six-man tag team champions, right? Like, before the match, I was like, I had to be like, oh, yeah, it is the Bucks and Skrull. Uh, Let me ask you this. I bet they forgot as well. (laughs) Right, right. Let me ask you this. Who did... And not to put you on the spot, because I have no fucking idea. Who did who did Skrull and Young Bucks beat for these belts?
1: I think it was Bullet Club, actually. I think it was Tamatonga, Tangela, and Bad Luck Fale. But I'd have to ah. check that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things where it's just like, no one cares. It's just, it's, it's you know, whatever. It, 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 Whatever. The whole thing was silly. Um... The whole idea of it was silly, where we are rewarding people for coming back. I don't know. Whatever. It just, don't it really felt like? It felt like Bucks were like, I, I can't carry these fucking things around anymore. Let's get them off me. Just give them to anybody. <laughs> you know? we're, we're the tag champs. We'll, we'll hold on to those. But these other ones, I, I we're tired of putting them in their checked luggage. It's fucking getting on our nerves. So, all right. That's, uh, look, I don't want to shit on a card that I thought was, was, was good and a tournament that was good because there's so many highlights and it does seem like we do like to harp on the negative when it comes to god and 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 all that so it was what it was and there's there's hopefully it's ending soon it's probably not we're probably getting more tag goodness with with god but again if i I have a question
1: about that US asked what do you think the end game is for this whole bullet club thing (laughs) I, f- I would say I- probably some matches at the Long Beach show. Maybe mm-hmm. some big multi-man matches like Firing Squad against Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly uh, Guerrillas of Destiny against the Golden Lovers. I thought that might be a potential main event for that show. But uh, aside from that, I don't really care.
0: Yeah, that's 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 the truth. That that's really the sad part about it is is that I, and not many people do. And again, if you're a fan of of God and you're a fan of Bullet Club and you're a fan of all that, I I, I gotta be honest with you. I find I I mean, are you happy with the, that direction? I are, are, are you are you are you pleased with what you're seeing? Are you pleased with with the 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 angle? I, I don't know if you, if, you, if if people are even if you're fans of them, right? And I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, I I think everybody is clear on that. But I'd be curious as to hear, like, people who really enjoy them, and are they happy with that direction? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you can be. Um, where it ends, Joel. Again, I think you're right. You'll you'll have a couple of blow off matches. Um, I I would be concerned after, like, where what what do these guys do after the, this kind of runs its course? And it feels like it's kind of we're we're getting close to that. Where, where do we go from here? With them after after it's all said and done, I don't know. That's that's I don't know what you do with these guys. It's they'll find something, but I don't know what they'll
1: do. Yeah, it would seem like too much effort to have them as their own stable long term in terms of booking future feuds and organizing things for upcoming tours. So maybe they just get they have their blow off matches and get reintegrated into Bullet Club. I don't know, but um, anyway, mm. let's move on. Next match we had uh, the Lij team Bushi, Sonado, Evil, and Naito defeating the Suzuki Gun team El Desperado, Kanemaru, Zack Saber Jr., and Suzuki. Ten minutes with Sanada defeating Kanemaru, who tapped out after the skull end. Notable point here: it seems that Naito and Suzuki are going back to their feud that they left at. Their disappointing match. At, I think it was wrestling Hino Kuni. and there was a, just a little moment at the end when Lij were all together doing their fist bump, and I was convinced that Hiromi was going to come out, but mm. he didn't. So it ended on a bit of a sad note.
0: Yeah, I think everybody was kind of looking for that, and I knew Suzuki. You know, it felt like you know there there was going to be a program. You know, it might be just but just be a Suzuki Goon uh, Lucingo Bernabes. Re, reuniting of of factions a feud because evil was involved in a lot of stuff with Suzuki and I was kind of interested in that I, I I I like those two together and I think that would be something different that we haven't necessarily um seen too much of and that's evil with Suzuki um I was kind of hoping they would go it, it goes to that route um I'll tell you what. The one guy that that has me scratching my head in this whole entire tournament has been Naito. And I know he's he was in it until the end, right? Definitive loss um that that knocked him out of the tournament. What 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 do you think is up with Naito? Where do you think he goes from here? Like what a lot of people had him picked as the winner, right? and 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 challenging Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom. I just think he's in a real weird spot right now where he's not picking up big wins. He's not he, he's had a really strange year to me. Like and he's and he's certainly popular. I mean, one of the most popular guys in the promotion. But it's just, he's he's had a real strange year of him kind of coming up on the short end of the stick 9 times out of 10.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of very, very upset Naito fans that I saw online yesterday after he lost to Zack Sabre Jr. And you know, I don't want to invalidate that. Of course, you, if you feel upset by that, that it's ruined your enjoyment in New Japan, then that's, that's very sad. It's a shame. And I know there are plenty of LIJ fans and Naito fans who are really disappointed by what happened. What I said was wait till 2020, because I'm convinced that the storyline for next year is going to be Naito and Okada's dual redemption. So I, my guess was that Naito would beat Kenny Omega and win the title at Dominion. And then Okada would win the G1. And then the pair of them headline Wrestle Kingdom 14, which is on a, a public holiday or, or weekend or something. There's something special about that, which means they want to go with a big blockbuster main event. And that will be it. But when I threw that out there, a lot of Naito fans said to me that they've been told that a lot. They've been told many, many times, oh, just yeah. wait until next time. And they said it's been like that since he got voted out of the main event. And, you know, no one's getting younger. So I don't know, really. This, I've, uh, people asking me that question, like, are NJPW ever going to give Naito fans what they want? We've had a few questions about this. At Anwar Starman asked, what what will it take to appease the Naito fans? And Big T asked, is Naito doomed to be the new Nakamura? Um, yeah. After Damon's comments, the loss to Zach, the weak year he's had, he's fallen hard. He isn't getting younger, and he thinks NJPW are passing on him in favor of Okada and Kenny. So obviously, I don't have the historical context, given that I only started watching last year. And in 2017, Naito had a, a pretty damn good year as far as in-ring stuff goes. You know, he won the G1, uh, he won his match at Wrestle Kingdom. He, he was going into Wrestle Kingdom. 12 with a lot of momentum. So now there are a lot of people saying that they just they can't get emotionally invested in it anymore because they've been burned too many times and they were really really devastated by Naito not even making it to the final. But I think they are going to go with Okada Naito for 2020 and I'm so many people have said oh Wrestle Kingdom 12 was the right time to do it. He was never never going to be as hot as he was then. But yeah. are you telling me honestly that come January 4th 2014 if Naito is IWGP Heavyweight Champion and he's challenging, well, uh, he's being challenged by Kazuchika Okada in like the biggest Wrestle Kingdom ever. Given the date that it's on, that the Lij fans and the Naito fans are going to go. Eh, well, given that he lost last time, I'm not going to watch this one. No, I'm not going to go to the Tokyo Dome. I'm going to do something else. I like, I can't believe that if they do set up that match, that people that he's not going to be quote unquote hot. Be, I mean, there's a lot to be said. Joe Lanz was talking about it on his show yesterday about making people salivate, like make them absolutely desperate for something before you give it to them. You don't just give it to them straight away. And I get that these Naito fans have been waiting a really, really, really long time. And I understand if they've lost faith, do you think they're right to lose faith? Or do you think Naito is going to get his title run in the end?
0: Well, I mean, look, I was definitely in the camp of you're not going to find a hotter guy than Naito going into Wrestle Kingdom um, last year, an event that we both were at. And we knew you know, we saw for our with our own eyes in the building, you know, how people were I don't want to say necessarily expecting it, but um, there were a lot of people that, that were shocked with the fact that Naito did not win. Um now, I will say this that New Japan does that slow burn. Right, better than just about anybody, and what you mentioned that that getting them to salivate, right? To keep in mind that I, I'm not going to say every every one of them by any stretch of the imagination, but again, we 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 have seen significant growth in fandom when it comes to New Japan, um, especially here in 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 the West. And even, you know, other, other places, you know, new wrestling fans coming on board. Um, and they do gravitate toward, you know, Naito and LIJ. And unfortunately, their their base of pro wrestling fandom is usually, you know, within a company that is pretty quick to pull triggers and, and move things around. And, you know, there's not a lot of slow burn, build, um, you know, giving you little morsels and little tastes. It's beat you over the head with a subtlety hammer, right? Uh, so people are conditioned and, and, and I don't know if they expect the quick instant gratification, but yeah, they, they can be quickly um, discouraged and not kind of be patient uh, 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 you know and and one of the biggest critiques that i that i get from people is that i'm not patient with it and and i've been watching this product you know for years um that being said i am i they could they could reheat anybody no doubt the, not everybody you know they're good at kind of shuffling the plates and shuffling the 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 pans on the fire to warm people up, cool people off and, and they do it well. I'm look hindsight is 2020 and you know, you wouldn't have some of the magical moments of Okada, you know, taking the title to new heights in a, a new reign and you wouldn't have, you know, Kenny Omega uh, winning the title in in a glorious fashion and you wouldn't be where we are right now, you know, without, being where we are right now. Even with that schedule, I, I don't think you had a hotter guy than Naito at that dome. And if you, and if that was going to happen. Boy, I, I really think that that, that was the, the time to do it. Um, I said it before. And I said it on this very show. That I really feel like Naito is the, the modern day Nakamura. Um, of being the guy at a certain level that the company just doesn't have the confidence, the faith, the whatever it is to be the, the God. I just, I just, there's something there. And I had somebody tell me that, that is very heavily involved when I was in Japan, that is heavily involved in the pro wrestling scene in Japan. Um, Fumi Saito, um, we went to dinner with, um, and he made a comment of you know it was right after that Wrestle Kingdom match. Every year we would go to dinner with him, um, right after Wrestle Kingdom, literally right after the show we're, we're going to dinner with him, and we were all kind of scratching our heads of well, I mean that's you know they, they that was the time to do it wasn't it? And he's like, well yeah, a lot of people thought that, but for whatever reason they think that that he, that he might not be the guy. Um, I, and he's like, I don't know what that reason is, but they they apparently do, and I, I, you can't you can't disagree with that. Right now, he's he feels like Nakamura to me, um, so I don't have an answer. If you're if you're a Naito fan, um, I, the best advice I can give you is, yep, hang on. I know you've been told it before, as as you're saying, but your next shot is going to be a good year from now, uh, more than yeah more than a year from now. So, if you you got to have patience following this company. Got to have patience, but it, and it might not happen, but that's that's going to be your next shot. So, hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. Yeah, I would say if we get
1: past Wrestle Kingdom 14 and he still hasn't had his moment, then it's a write off. And I don't yeah. think that's unfair.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean he could win it at a Dominion. He could win it at a um, Sakura Genesis. I mean, it could happen, don't get me wrong, but to have that Wrestle Kingdom moment, (laughs) you're going to be waiting a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I don't know exactly how long a title reign will appease the Naito fans if they want it to be, what are we talking like at least six months or or longer than that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen anytime soon. No. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, seventh match on the show, we had the team of Tomohu Ishii, Toriyano, Yano and Jay White defeating Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi and Kenny Omega. Two notable things here. Jay White playing up to be the leader of the Chaos faction and he was cheering on Yano and Ishii and providing them with support. So it looks like that's something they're going in on. I would assume we're getting a Jay White against the Okada feud and also afterwards, Tomohiro Ishii officially challenging Kenny Omega for the IWGP heavyweight title, which I guess would happen at King of Pro Wrestling. So any thoughts on either of those points, David?
0: Okay. Anytime you can get me a match for between uh, Ishii and Omega, uh, you could put it anywhere. Uh, I'm in. Love it. So, yep, we'll finally get Ishii get to have a, a title shot. Um Scale of one to ten. Do you think do you, do you think there's any chance he walks away with that title and we look like assholes, literally weeks saying he'll never be world champion? <laughs> Give me a scale of one to ten.
1: Zero. I, ah. I I'll put my neck out and say he's there's no chance he's winning that. We, we're not going into Wrestle Kingdom with the main event of Tanahashi against Ishii.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Just let's, I'm just making sure. Uh, but again. Awesome match it should be. We everybody's geared up and, and hyped for that, so that that's good news. Um, you know, I, it's, the, the, a match like that, you just you, you're kind of happy that they're all in a, in a six man and, and and not to say that they can take the night off, but you know they can rest finally. You know, give them give them give them a six man. Um, after all the hard work that a lot of those guys put in during uh, the last couple of weeks, I w- I'm totally fine with that. They they could have done nothing, and I would have been like, you know what, you, you, I'm fine with it. <laughs> take the night off, relax, rest rest your bones and and bruises and heels and all that stuff. Just take the night off. I, I, I have no problem. I, I I wouldn't even look for stars on this or a rating. It, you know, it's just. They deserved a night off, and, and and you know, even though it really wasn't even a night off during this match, they, they they deserved everything they could they they could get rest rest up, kids rest up.
1: And the next match was the team of Rey Mysterio Jr., Kushida, and pro wrestler Sengoku Embu defeating the team of Sho Yo and Kazuchika Okada, with uh, Rey Mysterio getting the pin over Yo in twelve minutes after a diving body press. Uh, the, pro- the pro wrestler Sengoku Embu, of course, was Toguchi doing some sort of mobile game gimmick from the sponsors of the G1. Uh, I don't know if I'm on an island here. I don't really care for Rey Mysterio doing these little cameos where he just pops up, does a 619, a few other moves, and then leaves. Am I t- out of line here?
0: Um, Again, nostalgia, right? I mean, f- for years the Japanese audience really hadn't seen him. Right. Um, so again, it's, it's a nostalgia. Listen, they get Ray Mysterio. We get Billy gun, right? <laughs> it, it it all works out. Um, yeah. Look again, he's, he was there. These, it was a one-off. It, it didn't seem like it was anything special. If that's, you know, I think, I feel like the specialness has kind of worn it out. And, it does everybody knows he's not staying right so yeah uh i'm okay i'm okay with it um you know i i know look i think everybody knows what what it was and that's exactly what it was he comes out in his flashy you know long pants and uh his cool mask and he can hit a 619 and um everybody gets the nostalgia feels and, and, and away we go. So it was fine. Yeah. I, I didn't understand the, the video game thing until it was explained. Um, I like the mask. I thought the mask was pretty cool. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a positive. You look like, better guess,
1: than he usually does, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked legitimately cool. Um, I know the the fans might have, have a problem with me saying that, but, uh, no, he looked fine. It was good. Um, A lot of talent now, right? That's for fucking sure. But, yeah, I'd be... Nothing to write home match. That's for for sure. I didn't think it was anything... Again, I I think everything leading up to this was guys... Again, I don't want to say take a night off because I think that's not accurate. But I do think it it was everyone can finally relax except the guys in the finals, right? Everyone can finally relax and kind of... Take a break, pause, and 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 appreciate what they did, and look back on what they did at, at, at G One. Um, here's another guy. Uh, what are we, what are we thinking about Okada here? What 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 what's happening with him? I I've heard two things. One, you know, Jay White is is the the where we're going with this. I also heard Jericho and. Um, Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, what are your feelings on that?
1: I think it's going to be Okada against Jay White and Jericho against Naito.
0: Hmm. How do you feel about that?
1: For Jericho and Naito, it's underwhelming. I don't really have any desire to see that again. I'm sure the match will be fine, but I, you know, it's, I would want something more from Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Okada against Jay White would be good. I think the story's good. It'll be interesting to see how the other members of the chaos faction factor into that match. So I think that one's appropriate, but night, I mean, what else is there for him?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, you know, spoilers aside, we know three matches, or let's just say that we're assuming three matches for wrestle kingdom. And I know people are booking their trips People are sending me text messages. I want to jump out a window every time I get one. Uh, but is that? Are we happy with 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 what on paper? To me, feels like a little uh, for Wrestle Kingdom. How you feeling?
1: Yeah, it's not jumping off the page like previous Wrestle Kingdom lineups have. But again, this is just speculation at the moment. I don't think we can fairly comment on that until the matches are actually announced because we're still a long way away.
0: Right. We are a long way away. But again, what's on paper? Uh, all right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. And then, uh, so tag match, great. And then what else we got here? Then
1: we have the main event, the G1 Climax 28 final. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Kota Ibushi in 35 minutes after a high fly flow. I thought this match was spectacular. Yeah. It was unbelievably good. And I've enjoyed previous Tanahashi and Ibushi matches, the one they had at the G1 last year, and the power struggle match was really good. But this just blew me away. This is going straight into the notebook as one of the best matches of the year. Five stars immediately. No question about it. The story was there. We had Shibata cornering Tanahashi. We had Kenny Omega in the corner of Ibushi, and it starts off. We got Tanahashi out wrestling Ibushi, but then Ibushi coming back with the fire and, and some sort of sneaky moves, able to get some reversals and get his way back into the match. And then Tanahashi using the slap—the slap that he used to break Okada the night, a couple of nights before in their A Block final—but the slap has the opposite effect on Kota Ibushi. You slap Kota Ibushi, then he that little switch is going off in his head and he's turning into a demon. And that's exactly what happened. And we had that amazing exchange in the middle of the match where both of them were fired up and slapping the shit out of each other. And Tanahashi just turned into a beast. He sort of hulked up and was his muscles were bulging out and he looked like he was about to burst. And then the match just went into overdrive and had Ibushi launching his repertoire of these horrible, violent, ugly moves and throwing Tanahashi on his head and have me cringing and swearing like, oh my God, what am I watching? He's, mm-hmm. he, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill Tanahashi. And I thought, well, that's it. Tanahashi's got no answer for this. He wasn't expecting this level of violence. All the matches he's had in A block, he hasn't faced anyone like this. You know, the match with card was totally, totally different and he's up against something... That he hasn't he wasn't prepared for here, so I thought, well, Ibushi's gonna win, but then he just digs it out at the end because he's Hiroshi tanahashi he's the ace he's been there before he's been in these big match situations he's won g ones before he's headlined wrestle Kingdom main events before he's been the i w g p heavyweight champion many times and he knows what it takes to win, and it's the cliche, but he did he dug out that fighting spirit was able to come back with the the sling blades and the high fly flows and at that point Ibushi had nothing left as I said in my review the first high fly flow just squashed the last remaining fight out of Ibushi the second one he was like a zombie he was already dead and by the third one that was it was just a formality after that point I just thought it was a an absolutely stunning match what did you think
0: yeah um I, to me the, the two things that I, well, the three things that I that you know I walk away from with this match was one. I really don't think there is a better dramatic pro wrestler um, than Hiroshi Tanahashi. There might be more spectacular pro wrestlers. There might be better athletic pro wrestlers. There might be you know people who get you to just jump out of your seat by you know the moves and, and the combination of moves and and. The stringing together of that in, in, in a match, there there probably are better. Um, to me, for dramatic pro wrestling, I don't think that there's anyone better. Um, for the most part, his matches are safe, right? They're relatively safe. They're not, you know. I I you go back to the Okada match in the semis. You know, dramatic pro wrestling, and I think a lot of that had to do with you know the 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 baggage that came along with that match and the story and and the and the history behind it. But dramatic pro wrestling, this match, while it did have those spots, Joel, that you talked about, where you know Abushi is, you know, dropping him, you know, with those, you know. Suplexes and and again Abushi's hitting his moonsaults and that one where he twists from the top rope you know from from the center of the ring and hits that moonsault it's it's fucking spectacular but really the anchor of that match you know you know Kota Abushi's athleticism and and his style of pro wrestling that he is unfucking believable at. The anchor in that match and and the dramatic elements in that match and the things that really hooked people into that match was Hiroshi Tanahashi and the way that he builds a story in a match. Like, people talk about storytelling in matches. That's the textbook of storytelling in a match to me. Like, he just has this... One, I, th- I think it's an aura. Of, of pro wrestler, right? Like there's, there's, you know, when he's there, you know, I don't know. There's just, a, a, I don't know if it's a calming influence or if it's a, um, um, uh, a, a, you just know that, that a true professional is in the ring. I don't know if that's it, but there is just an element of, of, you know, solidness. If that's a, if that's the word I'm looking for, that he delivers when he's in the ring in a big spot, uh, again, the injuries aside, the 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 fact that he's constantly banged up every year. We talk about how he goes into a G one with an arm fucked up, or a shoulder, or a knee, or a back. It seems like every year it's the same broken record. And once again, you know, you know, there's a reason why he was in that A block, right? He he wasn't in that B block because let's be truthful they're saving him for the big moment the big spot, the big match right He couldn't not that he couldn't do B block not that he couldn't perform in B block but if you look at B block those by and large are the athletes you know the 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 you know it looked sexy because it was sexy while tanahashi over in A was the anchor. Right, And yes, you had Elgin, and yes, you had Okada, and yes, you had Jay White. But let's be truthful. Tanahashi was there because he can work those matches against those type of guys and come out of it alive to, I don't want to say save himself, but he the, they needed him. They didn't need him in the middle of fucking Nagoya. They didn't need him in, in in Fukuoka. They didn't need him in, they needed him for two nights. They needed him to go 30 with Okada. And have a great match, which they always do, and then they needed him here in the finals. Now, I I know that there's a lot of people online that are like Tanahashi. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, uh, uh, look, he is one of the greatest pro wrestlers of our lifetime, and it makes perfect sense to save this match for Wrestle Kingdom uh, uh, against Omega. You know, it's 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 it's. It's one of the rare matches that I've, I've actually you know, doesn't have any dings and, and dents on it. It's, it's a fresh match. Look, I think he's one of the greatest pro wrestlers of, of my lifetime, if not the greatest pro wrestler of my lifetime, to put on two great matches the way that he did back-to-back. Again, a night off in between. Um, and I think credit has to go to Kota Abushi too, for putting on two of the most spectacular matches back-to-back in you know what a 24 hour span that we've seen, um, but, but here's the thing: we say this every every G1 that the person who in, in, in that final semifinals match, and then the next day going into the finals, we've said it many times. Um, look, again, I don't want this to turn into a New Japan circle jerk, but um, we have some of the best talent on God's green earth um, to be able to do what they do every G1. This match was great. I gave it five. Right, here's another one. That's 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 five. And here's the thing: without without even without even thinking about it, it's five, man. You you turned off that match, and, you, and after those high five flows, you're like, okay, here are your snowflakes. Well deserved, kids. You, well deserved. Um, and yeah, it'll go down as as one of the best matches of the year.
1: I think any lingering doubts I may have had about Tanahashi main eventing Wrestle Kingdom were totally extinguished after those two nights seeing him with the okada match and the ibushi match because he's 41 years old but there's nobody like him and a lot of people are upset about the booking decision and saying oh tanahashi against omega that match is going to be great there's no way that's yeah. not going to deliver and i don't know if this is going to be the tanahashi's last stand like the you know the last roll of the dice for the ace uh, I mean, this, I suspect, is a story that's been told before with Tanahashi. What do you think? Do you think he's got more Wrestle Kingdom main
0: events in him, or do you think this is it for him? And do you think he wins? Well, I didn't think he did. I'll I'll be truthful. And I'm a a massive Tanahashi fan. I thought that we saw the last of him in a main event. I really did. Um, And I think it's weird that you're not going to see Okada, what is it, the first time in four years or something like that, or five years, that Okada's not in the main event, um, you know, with, with for a title match. Strange. Um, I I did think that, that that story had already been told, but he's got it in him. There's no doubt. I mean, right? If these two matches don't prove that to you, then then I not look. You, if honestly, if you're if you're complaining about this, it's it it is because you are conditioned. To get that instant gratification I guess I, I guess right or you know look I I'm not gonna complain to about people what they like and what they don't like, but you got a, you got a nice story here and, and and I know it feels like you've seen this at a wrestle Kingdom before with tanahashi on top and and there are a lot of people that wanted to see abushi and, and Omega do their thing in in, in, a, in a wrestle kingdom environment I'm one of those people I wanted to see that too but you look you, you, there's there's no better big time main event pro wrestler than hiroshi tanahashi he'll tape it up he'll do whatever he's told pop his ibuprofen whatever he's got to do he'll do um don't don't doubt it. it it'll be great trust me on that one it'll be great and with Kenny Omega, you know, it's not like he's in there with some schlub. He's in there with with probably the best pro wrestler and 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 the wrestler of the year, um, who who has multiple five star matches underneath his belt. I think I think everybody's just better s- just just take a step back and and realize the two guys in that ring are going to deliver come January fourth.
1: And I think something we failed to mention is that the Japanese fans still absolutely adore this guy. You just go back, you listen to that match, and 90% of those people are trying, Tanahashi, Tanahashi. They love the guy. So I know there's a lot of people in Japan who also like Naito, but no doubt that the Japanese fans, I mean, I spoke to Fraser earlier on Twitter, and he said Japanese fans are really happy that Tanahashi's won. They don't think he's going to win. But that's besides the point. There's still going to be huge demand to see him in this title match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, We did have a question about that. At Minty14 says, being in the Budokan for my first ever shows in Japan, one thing that blew me away was the unwavering support Tanahashi gets from the Japanese crowd after more than 10 years at the top. Is this simply a cultural thing or is there a magic formula that Western promotions seem to miss? Now, as we all know, I'm a relatively new fan, but I understand the history that it was Tanahashi who... Dragged this company out of the doldrums almost single-handedly, so there's a great deal of affection and love and goodwill towards Tanahashi for that. But is there more to it than that, Damon?
0: I mean, there could be. I think it's a combination of both, right? I I think that, um, I think that that the, the fans who stuck by New Japan in those in those times appreciate what he what he has done. I think the new people that that have come on board. Um, and again, even Japanese fans, you know, new fans appreciate what he has done. Um, there is that, but again, I think that there is also that element of, I don't know, he comes across as a star, you know, he really comes across as, as an absolute star. Um, and, and, and match quality (laughs) kind of, kind of speaks to that too, even, even now. So, um, you know he he's he's one guy name me another guy that people are going to stand in, you know sit at, a, at a, in an arena and watch do an air guitar for 5 minutes you know what i mean like it's just one of those things that he just has a charisma he has a connection people respect him um yeah total he's he's a total package he's he's total package so we've got this Kenny Omega title defense against Ishii
1: lined up i'm assuming Hiroshi Tanahashi will defend his briefcase against Jay White, who was the only person he lost to in the G one. So once we're through with those defenses, give me a percentage chance that we will indeed get a main event of Kenny Omega against Hiroshi Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom.
0: I think ten out of ten. I think I I don't That's think not any... a percentage? I think it'd a percentage. I'm sorry, my bad, my nobody told me the remath. Um uh ninety nine point nine 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 percent that you will have Tanahashi Omega at Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome.
1: Not pulling the trigger on the Ishii against Jay White, then.
0: Sorry, no, nothing. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put all my money on uh on Tanahashi and Omega. Sorry, sorry, everyone. All right, so let's discuss
1: the block final which had an attendance of 12,032 it was another sellout and I guess we just talk about the G1 matches we started off with Torriano who beat Tamatonga in five minutes after disqualification after a a whole load of shit with the Tongans coming in and shenanigans any more you want to say about this or should we
0: just move on? Uh, Honestly let's just move on I think everybody's sick of us kind of they know how we feel it's the same move on. (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right and then we had Juice Robinson defeating Hiroki Goto in 10 minutes after the Pulp Friction so this is a long-term story that's been building up between these two guys we had Juice challenging for the title last year at New Beginning I believe and he also challenged recently uh, I believe it was the Dontaku show but could be wrong and the first challenge at New Beginning he was dominated he didn't really get much in there was no hope of him winning and then in the Dontaku match he came really really close but now, finally, in the third match in their trilogy, Juice Robinson gets the big win over Hiroki Goto. So, what did you think about this?
0: I liked this match a lot, actually. Um, yeah, I, and and here's the thing too. I think it's I think it's very telling for a guy like Goto, um, and and I'll mispronounce it. I'll stick with the Americanization of Goto um, to you know lie down for Juice. I think that's very uh, very telling. Very um, very interesting. That a, that a veteran like that would do that, um, and again, keep in mind his his juices and 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 Goto's story kind of even goes back even further. If I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me correctly, there was a New Year Dash where Juice you know kind of picked up a big win in uh, in a, a multi man tag match, and I believe he got the pin on Goto if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah,
1: that set up the challenge at New Beginning.
0: Right, right. So. Yeah, they do have a long history. Um I thought the match was really good. I thought I think Juice had a very underrated um G1. Again, if we're looking at points and, you know, where they feel he is in in the promotion and uh, and such um it might be a little disappointing, right? You kind of hoped he would have walked away. Like like when you look at the the entire spectrum of of where, you know, the wins and the losses and and, and who's challenging and how many t- you know, it felt like the U.S. title was uh, definitely a backseat title, right? Um, with the amount of pinfall losses Juice took, um, now he did, he was able to kind of kind of play up that streakiness that that he you know has been known for in G1, where he picks up a bunch of wins, f- picks up a bunch of losses, and then finishes strong. So, um, I like I. Li- I again i to me there are two guys that had underrated um performances and even though one of them is probably more of a breakout than than the other i still think they kind of flew under the radar um and that's Hangman Page and and Juice i think Juice had a solid solid G1 um match quality wise and i think you know what what you're looking at is a guy who is well on 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 his way to to kind of take even the next level. I think, you know, given where he is with the U.S. title, um, I guess the next steps would be. I don't want to say it's a never because I kind of feel like the never and and the U.S. title are kind of of the of the same level. Um, do you think he's a guy that can that can make a leap to an intercontinental?
1: I think so. Maybe not immediately the problem is we've just got too many of these singles titles and they've put the intercontinental title on ice so i don't know if the prestige of the intercontinental title is what it was you know even six months ago but i certainly think juice has a higher ceiling than the u.s title um i mean i've had a few people ask me on twitter actually what do you think is the ceiling for juice Robinson? do you think he has got potential to be uh, future IWGP Heavyweight Champion?
0: No, no. Uh, I I mean I don't see it now. I mean th- you know things can happen two or three years from now, and, and, and Angle and then he takes off and he's the hottest fucking guy in in pro wrestling. I mean seriously, you know three years ago, four years ago, would anybody say that about Kenny Omega? Right where he is now, probably not. Right, they probably would say he's a solid mid card or maybe even a uh, you know. Upper mid card guy, and you know now he's you know arguably the hottest guy in pro wrestling. Um, Is Juice that guy? Um, Right now, no, I don't. I mean, right now the ceiling for me for a juice is like you know maybe tag team champion, right? Um, Maybe, maybe, and and I think this is a stretch right now, to be truthful. Right now, Intercontinental is probably his ceiling. Um, and again, things would really need to change positively for that to to, to make happen. Right now, I think he's, he is a very strong mid-card on his way to upper mid-card. But um, But right now, that's a ceiling. But again, like I said, five years ago, would anybody have said Kenny Omega is the guy that's going to be, you know, headlining Tokyo Dome shows and, and again, leading an expansion for this company and, and being the IWGP heavyweight champion. I don't think so. I don't think anybody would have said that.
1: I've got a question here from Rory says personal biases aside. I think we want him to stay juices mission statement. When he left NXT was to return a star on the level of Devitt, Kent and Zane, Were he to go back tomorrow to
0: WWE. Where do you think he fits in? That's uh, a good question. (laughs) Um, I I always worry about it. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, look, um, my, my biggest fear is that a, a, a somebody... Look, when you go to WWE, you have the opportunity to be instantly... The minute your ass winds up on a Raw or a SmackDown, you have the opportunity to be more well-known than probably you ever would have the opportunity to, right? So... So that's, that's the plus of, of going to a WWE. The minus is, is that even though you might be well-known, your career has a very good potential to be lost in the shuffle, right? Um, do you think Gallows and Anderson regret going to WWE? Do you think uh, – I mean, it, it, you can go down the history of that company – and guys who have gone over, and then they just get lost in the shuffle, right? They don't have anything for you, right? <laughs> Creative has nothing for you, so um, my fear would be that that he would get lost in the shuffle, right? Again, there's only so many spots for the, the for the people in that company that can, you know, really shine. There's only a handful of people that can do that, and everybody else is the same. Everybody else is 50-50, and everybody else is, you know, your titles and your wins and your losses don't mean anything. Um, now, look, if, if, if you want to go there and be a star, um, that's that's where you're going to go right now, right? Right now, things can change very quickly in the next year or so, right? But to me, if you really want to be a star, that's that's where you go. Um, now, if you really want to be uh, a pro wrestler who who can, you know, see, I don't even want to say develop your character and, and, and be a better pro wrestler. I mean, you can do that there, but I think juice is beyond that point. Look, I think a lot of things are going to change in the next year in, in the pro wrestling landscape. And I think that, truth be told, I, for the first time in as long as I can remember, since maybe the 90s, is that there are viable options for wrestlers in a number two promotion. There's going to be a number two promotion quicker uh, than we all think. right? And I think that is a fantastic thing for pro wrestling. Um, a, a true place where pro wrestlers can make a living and be – legitimate, looked in the eyes of as legitimate um, other than going to WWE for the first time in a long time. So um, I don't think it's necessary for a juice to say, okay, I'm going to go to WWE because that's where I'm really going to be, be somebody in the career that I've chosen. That option is no longer just one place very shortly. So, um, I don't think he has to go there and get lost in the shuffle. I think he can stay. And and I would suggest that I think his up, he has more upside not going than going. And that's really one of the first times I've been able to say that sentence con- confidently in many, many years. So uh, if I'm Juice, I'm sticking around for the long term because I think he has more of an upside there than, than getting lost in the shuffle in another company.
1: Yeah, for what it's worth, in backstage interviews, he said he's never going back, and I hope he sticks to that because I think if he does go back, he'd just get lost in the shuffle. And at this point, WWE are not signing people to give them meaningful pushes and let them be creatively fulfilled. It's just to stop other people from having them. So right. I think it will behoove him to stick around in New Japan, even if he doesn't end up being a top, top guy. Um, next match, we got Tomohiro Ishii defeating Sanada in 17 minutes after a vertical brain buster in an outstanding match. They worked it like it was the main event. And I guess this is heating up Ishii for his big title challenge. So uh, did you enjoy this match as much as I did?
0: As much, yeah. yeah. Again, MVP Ishii, right? Um, never disappointing. And Sonata as well. Yeah, yeah. A, a
1: very impressive tournament.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what? I talked about Juice and I talked about Hangman Page. Um, you might want to put Sonata on that list too of of guys who've kind of flew a little bit under the radar who had a really strong tournament. Um dare I say, you know, even more of a breakout than than even we expected. Great match. Um I did I mean not five, but I'm going, you know, low to mid fours. Right? I went low to mid fours on this. Um he's just just an amazing pro wrestler, Ishii. Uh, um I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he consistently does it. Um, <laughs> I don't know how his body holds up, how he can walk to the ring. I want to see him in five years. I hope he's I hope he's able to walk, let alone walk to a ring. But we've said this for years. Um, and Sonata's got such an upside. It's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, I went four, f- like, f- I went like four and a half on this, four, four and a half. Um, but, uh Another another outstanding performance, no doubt.
1: And then a semi-vein event. We had Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Tetsuya Naito in 18 minutes with the Zack driver. I love this match. I oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. There's a great opening where Naito's undressing and Zack's calling him a stripper. And Naito just winding him up, trolling him by running away. And Zack just losing his cool. He was having a little tantrum outside and kicking the barricades and just really losing his head. And then Taka having to calm him down. And then just the little spots like when Naito did his Tranquilo pose and then Zack immediately launches into an armbar after grabbing his arm. That was excellent. And mm-hmm. then Zack mocking the Tranquilo pose afterwards when he had Naito in a submission hold. And this whole tournament we've been building up the Zack uh, Zac driver and he's never actually used it in the G1 matches. But finally he does and he does it and it eliminates Tetsuya Naito from the G1 and actually put Zack level on points with Omega, Ibushi and Naito. So what I've loved about these Zach matches, they've all been a bit different, and now he can win with his submission holds, he can win with the flash, uh, the, the European clutch pin, and now he's got the Zach driver as well. So any three of those moves, I buy as potential match winners. Um, so what did you think of this match?
0: Fantastic. It, you know, barring the, the main event, um, I one, I think this entire show was really solid, right? I think this is one of my favorite shows f- top to bottom, Um, G1 matches, right, between this, Ishii, um, and and Sonata, Goto, Juice, I I love the definitive, I love a definitive win, I love a win with an exclamation point, Um, especially when, so much was on the line, right, like, it could have, this could have very easily have been. And I don't think anybody would have questioned it or would have challenged it or would have had a, a major issue with it. And I won't say th- if this was a slip on a banana peel type win, but if there was some kind of chicanery, some kind of fuck up, some kind of something, I wouldn't necessarily say nonsense, go so far as to say like a folly, you know, you know, G.O.D. nonsense thing. I want to go to that extreme. But something that was a little amiss to cause Naito to lose. I don't think anybody would complain about that. This was a exclamation point win, right? That w- It was a definitive, solid win. You know, Destinos encountering the Destinos and then, yeah, the the, the 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 Zach driver that he that he that he takes out of his back pocket, you know, for for matches, he's been getting you know his submission wins and his tap out wins and his um creative pin you know you know combinations of 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 cradles and 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 bridges and then a big like 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 we talked about like, uh, when we talk about our favorite moves you know a big a, a big man. Type power, devastating move to knock out a guy who you know was fighting for his G one life. That everyone kind of assumed, not everyone kind of assumed, but a lot of people assumed that would would be in the mix coming the finals. Like he had to win going into that match. He had to win to at least stay alive. And I think a lot of people were thinking that were the case. And um, there were a lot of disappointed people, but love the match. I, again, I love the definitive win um, for Zach. I thought that was really, um, made that match even more exciting.
1: And throughout this G1 tournament, we've had Zach losing to guys that he'd previously beaten in the New Japan Cup. So, Sanada got his win back. Ibushi got his win back. So, I thought Naito was going to get his win back here, but he didn't. So, that was a nice change there. And I just found the finish of this really heartwarming where Zach had this big smile on his face, and then his mentor Taka, comes in, and they're hugging each other and rolling around. I just, yeah. I found it really lovely.
0: Yeah, me too. So I, I noticed that too. And here's the thing: that that the again, the one thing that appeals to me so much about Zach is that he seems like a real person, right? Like his his expressions, his emotion in the ring, the fact that he gets pissed off and he gets frustrated when things don't kind of go his way. And, again, the pure jubilation that he had on his face when he got that win because he had mentioned that I, like his goal at this point was to knock out Naito because he fucking hates him. He thinks he's a piece of shit. I, I love, again, the thing that connects me most about a lot of pro wrestlers is the realness of them, the, the, the fact that they're real human beings with real emotions that people can relate to, and they're not just grunty, just, you know, silliness uh, there, there, there is something that to be said about that so i agree with that 100 percent.
1: and the main event we had kota ibushi defeating kenny omega in 23 minutes with a kamagoye now i went back i watched their m- match that they had in ddt the previous one at the budokan with the infamous Soul off the balcony so i wasn't really sure what to expect here given that they got the whole golden lovers thing going on i thought are they were they going to be reluctant to lock up and uh, reluctant to hurt each other. Uh Uh-uh. I thought this was so good because you got the story here that these guys love each other, but they're prize fighters. They want to win, first and foremost, and they know exactly how tough the other one is, so they go in hard, right from the bell because they know anything less than that, and they're going to end up staring at the lights. And they just beat the piss out of each other, and... It was almost sort of nauseating to watch the way that it escalated with these increasingly dangerous spots and dropping each other on their heads. And uh, even having said all that, it felt like that they were holding something back, that they had left something in their locker for a future matchup, which is what made me convinced that Ibushi was going to win the final, but obviously he ended up losing. But this was some match, wasn't it?
0: Oh, I mean... Here's the thing about those dangerous spots, is that those dangerous spots somehow, and and trust me, I, I I'm I'm almost afraid when it does happen, and it will happen eventually. Like when they tease even more dangerous spots, right? When they're teasing, like I'm going to, you know, give him a fucking one-winged angel to the floor, right from the top rope, you know it's that's kind of shit that had you on the edge of your seat. I hope they're uh, not listening to this cuz are probably actually go and do that. I look again you know you're going to see something crazy like that. Like they're going to the envelope is constantly being pushed with these two. Um and, but again the, the spots that they do already do are highly dangerous and will get you out of your seat and like holy shit, you know, uh, at your TV or your computer. Um, But then it's even more so it's those spots that they tease that they're they're, they're setting up, you know, on top ropes and shit that you're like, oh, my God, they're going to fucking die. Um, And I I can't tell you how many times you heard that from the commentary team. You know, oh, my Jesus Christ, they're going to die. I mean, that one. I mean, I don't even know what it's called. But from the top rope power bomb kind of thing that Ibushi did to Kenny, like the backwards, you know, power bomb. I can tell
1: you what that one is. Okay. I know exactly what this is because uh Voice of Wrestling contributor Kevin Wilson is the expert on this stuff. Uh it was actually an Avalanche Tiger Driver, also called the Tiger Driver O One, which was debuted on July the twenty-seventh, uh, two thousand one on Jun Akiyama.
0: Wow, okay. Well good work by by him because uh I was just like that's just that I, I would call that move death. <laughs> I would call that I would call that move uh, six feet under is what I would call that fucking move because that was and and Kenny just hit the back of his fucking head. Ah, oh, that was that was just brutal. And again, the strikes, the kicks, the V triggers, the 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 teasing of the one wing one winged angels. Um, look, we knew it was going to be spectacular. We knew it was going to be great. I don't think anybody was doubting that. It was really a question of how great are they going to be? Um, this was modern pro wrestling to me like where, where Tanahashi is your dramatic pro wrestler and will give you the drama that people crave in pro wrestling. These two, Kenny and Ibushi are modern day pro wrestling. Um, and, and, and 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 they just bring a level of excitement and danger and 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 uh, just athleticism and great storytelling as well um, in their pro wrestling style, and it's really kind of great that if you really think about it, going into Wrestle Kingdom is that's the story, is that you have the dramatic version of pro wrestling with Hiroshi Tanahashi and you have the athleticism and 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 uh lightning strikes of Kenny Omega and you have these two different versions of pro wrestling both great both experts both top of the game in one match to me it's it's that's what the story is almost not the old guy getting redemption it's new pro wrestling versus i don't want to say old pro wrestling but established pro wrestling more so than than that you, that you would get with okada and tanahashi because to me that was the story of old versus new this or, or you know you know the 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 new person taking over the promotion right the new the new uh, ace if you will this is more of generational this is more um um pro wrestling as we, as they know it, and pro wrestling as the other person knows it. And that's the story to me, and that's what's going to be compelling about this match.
1: Let me ask you this. Yep. Do you... Give me... Uh, okay, given that Dave Meltzer has said that he thinks this MSG show, which we will talk about later, he thinks the MSG show will get a dome-level main event, mm-hmm. give me a percentage chance of the main event of the... The MSG show being Kenny Omega defending his title against Kota Ibushi.
0: Uh, I'm gonna say sixty percent. Here's why. Um I'm not gonna lie sit here and tell you that I'm not worried about what's going to happen come this November, December, and January when it comes contract time. I don't know what this Madison Square Garden show is going to look like. I will say this, that it will be great. This is not going to be a War of the Worlds, Ring of Honor, New Japan type show where it's the Briscoes against Tanahashi and Jay Lethal. We're not getting that. Right? They, they know they can't do that. I don't know. In my mind, they have to sign Kenny Omega. I, I really, truly believe that. Can the company recover if they lose Kenny and Bucks? They can. But the expectations of what this Madison Square Garden show is and, and can be, a lot of that rests on the shoulders of Kenny Omega and that makes him very it, it puts a lot of the, the bargaining when it comes to his negotiations uh a, a lot of he's got a lot of leverage for sure i i don't know if they if they go with 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 abushi in the main event they they could and it would be great i don't think it i don't even think if kenny omega were signed that they would do omega and abushi at Madison Square Garden. I don't know. I just they they could, and it would be great. And I wish they would, but I don't think they would. Um, but I think a lot has to do with what happens in November and December with this company. That's really going to be telling.
1: We've just got a bit of breaking news here, actually, on the topic of Kenny Omega confirmed for All In. Let's have your instant reaction to this, Kenny Omega against Pentagon.
0: Whoa. Wow, that's an interesting match. That's for fucking sure. Uh, huh. Well, I I mean that 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 raises my interest level in, on a card that I was uh, somewhat lukewarm on. That's for sure. Uh, didn't somebody say that? Didn't somebody did somebody mention that match to us and we hand waved it? And I was like, "There's no fucking way that match is happening." I could have sworn that. Uh- m- that happened.
1: Yeah, quite. Uh, it was quite heavy speculation that that would be announced based on the people that have been announced for All In and the matches they made so far. Yeah, so I don't think this is coming as that much of a surprise to a lot of people.
0: A little bit to me, though. I, it actually comes a little bit of, of, of a surprise to me. So, um you know, if we want to put in the sounder anywhere around here, hey, you guys want to hear a fun little stinger? Yeah. Well, too bad. Damon takes an L.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: took an L. Took another L. Yeah, I didn't expect. That's that's actually great news. So that, that definitely makes, uh, an, in a, again, a, a show where I was a little bit lukewarm on. And you know what? Speaking of which, I got offered tickets to go. I can't make it. I can't make it out to Chicago. Um, there was a Redditor, uh, a guy on Reddit, and I think a guy on Twitter, they were trying to get a hold of me for the longest time um and i finally got back to him and he, and he and he offered uh he had free ticket he was going to give me a ticket to go to uh, to all in i really appreciate that um and i'm terrible with names and i forget the names and i don't have my phone in front of me but um i told him i would give him a special shout out so i, I appreciate it um that was very kind but unfortunately i can't make it to all in so thank you anyway all right but that's good news all right um we we went five on this right joel this is a five star
1: I went a shape below. I went four and three quarters because I think they were holding back. Huh. I think it was an amazing match, but I think they can do better. What do you want them to do? <laughs> Jump to... off of high places, Damon. <laughs> My bad.
0: All right, all right, all right. was in we...
1: the Shane McMahon
0: touch. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> needed a jumbo jumbotron. Uh, listen, they're a Budokan. They can't, they can't jump around in there. Uh, he will get in trouble again. they will get slapped on the wrist. I went five. I went five on this. Um, I think it was well deserving and an outstanding pro wrestling match. So, look, I, uh, you know, to me, semifinal matches, uh, on the show, great. Um, I, I, all the G one matches on the show were, were were fucking fantastic. And again, this one might be my favorite. G1 show out of all of them um, this year, so thumbs up all the way around for that show.
1: Okay, and let's discuss Friday's show, which had the final round of A Block matches, and we started out with Togi Makabe defeating Michael Elgin in eight minutes with a King Kong knee drop, which I thought was a pretty good match. It was a, a host battle; these guys, you know, landing all their big power moves on each other. I thought this was decent.
0: Yep. <laughs> Yep. And that's uh, it. No. That's, that's what there is to say. <laughs> no, I thought it was really good. I mean, Elgin, I, th- I think, had a really great tournament. I was a little surprised by the finish. But, um, yeah, uh, Makabe, uh, another guy who's who worked very hard. Um, again, if, if anybody's on the bubble, Makabe could be it. I, I would think if it was the last one, they would have made a bigger deal out of it. I would not be surprised to see him again next year. Um, and he hustled and, and did his best and tried hard and worked hard. And this match was, was, was that better than, better than even I expected. Let's put it that way. So, um, solid match, good stuff. Um, but I th- you know, Makabe might be on the bubble for next year.
1: I speculated before the tournament started that I thought the lowest point tally would be six And I was correct, because everyone got six. But it seemed in a lot of these final block matches, they were just trying to balance up the points there. And I think this was also the case for the next match, which was Yoshihashi beating Hangman Page in 10 minutes after Karma. And I thought Page started this match really brightly. He was throwing out all his big moves, and the crowd was getting behind him. And then Yoshihashi rallied back and got the win in the end. It was, you know, for a guy who's been, I think, unfairly maligned in Yoshihashi... Again, I think he's had a pretty decent G one, and I thought this was a good match.
0: He'll be back next year. I I, I don't don't I don't want to hear the, the 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 disappointment and the eye roll. And you know, he's he's going to be back next year. He had a solid tournament. Um, Hangman Page will be back. Um, you know, if you know contracts and all that. You know, I know he. It's it's a little bit later in the year that that you know. His contract is up with uh, ROH, if I'm not mistaken. So he'll be he, look. He he made a name for himself in this tournament. He you know he's 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 going to be. He put himself in a real nice position. So um, he'll be back. You know if, if if he doesn't sign anywhere else, guarantee it he'll be back in G1. Yeah,
1: and well, richly deserved. Yep. Uh, uh, speaking of somebody who doesn't deserve to be in the G1 in the next match Minoru Suzuki defeating Bad Luck Fale in 8 minutes after a disqualification um, I do have a question about Bad Luck Fale which I will give to you instead of us moaning about it again if Fale uh, this is from Nicole who helps set up our Discord group which I'll talk about later she asks if Fale and Tama were not part of the Young line system do you think we would see Gado giving them these wins to balance out all the DQ losses feels a bit crappy to reward them with actually decent point standings in the G1, especially when compared to how Juice, a quasi-young line, is being booked. So what do you say to that?
0: Um, here's the thing. You know, we shit on Fale and we shit on Tamatanga. I mean, they're just doing what's being asked of them. So, you know, truth be told, if you're blaming anybody for finishes on, on disqualifications and all that, you know, you got to blame booking for that. Um... Even with that said, though, it does feel like their performances were less than stellar, you know, doing what they needed to do to get to from point A to point B. Um, I don't know if the dojo system had really anything to do with it. Um, I, I just think that they're trying to make these, these gentlemen as uh, unlikable as possible, uh, and they're doing a damn good job of it. Um, I don't know if it's a good unlikable. I don't know if it's doing them any favors. I don't know if it's... Um, you know, I don't. Th- I don't know if it's the good heat that you're looking for, but um, no, I don't think the Dojo's system had anything to do with that, or anybody's getting any necessarily any favors. Um, they're just trying to make them despicable, and you know, it's it's to me, it's not working. But I guess the jury's still out. And any
1: thoughts on the Suzuki Farley match, which I thought was quite good. Uh, a lot of brawling, but it's about what I would expect. My only complaint, apart from the. Disqualification shenanigans, Scampi, Do you? Mu- Every time, Damon. Yes. Yeah. He was always trying to put himself over. That's okay. Excuse me for a moment while I forcibly remove him, like the bullet club ogs were removed from the <laughs> Budokan, and yes. you can talk to me about uh, bad luck. Fodale against Suzuki.
0: Okay, I'll I'll take it from here. Um, yeah, look, I don't think anybody went into this match with high expectations. Um, you know, they uh, they talk about how. Fale, you know, he lost his weight, which is always uh, a good thing, right, for health factors and all that. But he does not seem more mobile. In fact, he seems like he lost a step, and he also seems very awkward in the ring. Like, his offense seems, dare I say, clumsy, Um. I don't know. There's, there's not, there's, there's not a lot of positives there. Um, I will say this. You, you, you knew that you were going to get a brawl and you got a brawl. Um, not much more to it. Uh, again, I'm looking for positives. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm digging around in this sea of muck, trying to pick out positives. Uh, Suzuki's chair shots. They were positive, right? They were laying them in there. Uh, Look, I'm glad it's over with with them. Um and and again I know we're gonna see more and I know I'm beating a dead horse with it, but it's it's just a matter of, you know, they're trying to get them to the point where they are despicable heels and again I just don't know if it's working well or not. Well jewelry's still out. All right, you get what the what I was out. gonna
1: say before I was so rudely interrupted is that El Desperado looked like a bit of a fool in this match whilst yep. the uh bullet club guys were ganging up on Suzuki, and he was just Flapping Slapping around by the ringside, trying to get the referee to look. That was silly. Um, anyway, next match we had King of Darkness, Evil, spoiling the party for Switchblade JY by beating him in 11 minutes after the uh, everything is evil finishing move. It sounds really weird saying that. I thought this match was a bit disappointing. Yeah. And I've got to say, Evil has been a bit disappointing in this G1 overall. Hmm. Is he getting your lowest marks? Disappointing. I think he might be. When we do our scorecards at the end, our report cards, he is not going to be getting a good one from me because he really stood out in last year's G1 and I thought he was going to push on and cement his place as being on that bench. You know, one of the the young up-and-coming guys ready to take the mantle and, and press in and start challenging that top four. And he was in a block of guys where he was, I think well positioned to do that, but I don't know. None of his matches really left a, an impression on me and yeah. his stable mate, Sanada seemed to steal the spotlight. Obviously he had more talented people to work with, but evil let me down a bit here.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I just, uh, I'm hard pressed to, to have a evil match that will stick with me. Right. For, for the, after this tournament is over. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a fair criticism. And here's the thing. I remember the year previous where everybody was like, well, this is going to be Sonata's breakout year, right? We talked about it on, um, Purecast, how it was going to be, you know, Sonata's breakout year. And this is the year. And it really was evil that, that kind of took that mantle and ran with it. Um, this year seemed flip flop, right? Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, well, we'll give our scorecards, but I'm I'm I think I'm on the same page as you with this with uh, with evil. We'll see. All right. Uh, what else we got here?
1: Were you surprised that evil won this match and Jay White was eliminated before the main no. event?
0: No, because here's the thing: it's his first G one, right? And I know that they're 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 making him a, a he's going to be in the mix for years to come. Don't worry if you're a Jay White fan; he's going to be in the mix and high up in the mix for years to come. Um, but no, it was, it was his first year. So, um, you knew he was going to be relatively in the mix this year, but not a finalist. No, I didn't have him pegged as a finalist. I think it kind of, it kind of felt like he was where he should be. No, I, I, I wasn't that surprised. And, um, not, I wasn't even surprised that evil picked up the win. Um, People needed to be eliminated by this point. We had to find ways to get them out of the mix so that we can free them up for people to go on. Um, I, again, people always are look, looking for the fresh face and the new star. And, and um, again, I think the theme of this podcast today is patience. Um, you, a lot of people, this is your first G1 and or maybe your second one. And it's kind of like, okay you kind of get a feel for what new japan does and then and and sometimes and maybe maybe to a fault maybe to a fault they do go with establishedness as opposed to breaking out new stars um and and you can kind of see that up and down um you know the entire that the entire run you know um, jay white will be in the mix though have patience but no, it kind of felt exactly where I felt like he was going to be. I, I got one thing right in G1, that's for sure.
1: Okay, and the main event, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada going to a 30-minute time limit draw. I gave five stars to this as well. This few, their series of matches is just some of my favorite things in wrestling, and it's so different to what we got the night afterwards with people you know, dropping each other on their head and doing these dangerous spots. There was very little that was dangerous in this match. And it was very heavily story-based. And like you mentioned earlier, Tanahashi is just a master at telling these stories. It started off quite slow-paced, as Tanahashi and Okada matches often do. But the story here, previously in their Dontaku match, it seemed that Okada has left Tanahashi in the rearview mirror. That's it. He can't keep up with him anymore. He's the faded ace, and Okada's the rainmaker. But this was not the rainmaker. This was broken Okada. And Tanahashi's surging, he's got 14 points, he only needs to draw to get through, and he just dominated Okada, and was taking him apart, taking his legs apart, and the way this match kicked into gear later on was just spectacular. Even the opening moments of the match, where they went through a, a sequence of about two minutes where they couldn't hit each other, because they knew each other's moves so well. It's like two dance partners, and they know all the steps off by heart. And then as we pushed on later on into the match, we had little callbacks to the previous matches they had. And the way that the Dontaku match finished, where Okada, uh, Tanahashi manages to break the wrist control, which has been the iconic moment of their feud and the Wrestle Kingdom 10 match. And Tanahashi finally manages to break the wrist control and he turns around and his moment of hubris and triumph and he thinks, yes, finally I've beaten this guy. But Okada's grabbed him by the trunks and he doesn't realize and he gets pulled back and hit with a rainmaker just one rainmaker that's all it took and he was beaten but in this match okada tries to do it again he grabbed him by the trunks again but tanahashi knew it was coming so he turned around and slaps him full in the face now rainmaker okada would have eaten that slap and still held on but this broken okada he broke there's no other word for it he just crumpled to the ground after one slap and that was it he was done And he didn't even manage to land the Rainmaker, not even once. He did his discus kind of Rainmaker lariat thing, but it wasn't the proper Rainmaker. And I just did the drama of the final few minutes and the final few seconds where he hit that high fly flow. And there's about 10 seconds left on the clock. He doesn't even need to win. He could just step out of the ring now and let the clock play out and he would win the block. But that's not enough for him because he's a proud man the ace, and he wants to believe that he's still the ace. So he goes back up for that second high fly flow and then Okada kicks out. And then the time limit goes up and we still don't know who the better man is. If it had gone another five minutes, maybe we'd get an answer to that. But the fact that this match ended with Tanahashi on top and it made you think, yeah, had this gone on a bit longer, Tanahashi would have beaten him, was just so rich, such compelling drama. I was on the edge of my seat for this one. You know, I was thinking when he went for that final high fly flow. Oh no, don't do it! He's going to reverse it, or he'll move out of the way, or something's going to happen. It was just, just tremendous stuff. I ha- I can't praise this match enough. It was just magical. Yeah, five stars.
0: Yeah, look, it, what's what's amazing is that you you it, and you nailed it in the sense of you know Tanahashi still can't get a win over Okada but yet still found found a way to win to do what needed to be done to win to move on to the finals so you still have this whole story arc of you know tanahashi still even with okada being the the for lack of a better term the broken okada um still not really getting the three count not getting the pinfall and that sequence that you talked about where you know he he goes up. Uh, hits a high five, high fly flow, um, and there's still a little, couple seconds left on the clock, and yeah, he could have let it run out. And he climbs to the, the, the ropes again to hit another one. And trust me, in the back of my, not even the back of my head, but the, all over my head, the, the thought was, oh my God, he's going to go up, something's going to happen, and Okada's going to get the pin. And just because he needed to get the definitive win, he's going to blow it. And I think even Kevin Kelly was selling that, Aspect of it of just get out of the ring, you don't have to do this, right? You don't have to climb the ropes, and they hit another one. Um, but again, the story being told of time running out. Uh, I was a little surprised that they they went to that again, right? Uh, they went to that 30 minute draw again. Um, Okada was pretty infamous for his title defenses throughout the uh the historic run. Of, of really going distance right you know very rarely you weren't seeing 10 minute matches you weren't seeing 15 minute matches um so you know some of that might very well be that you know he's a guy that doesn't quite get his engine started until maybe the 20 minute mark you know he needs to kind of get a feel for a match to kind of to kind of get it going um look the 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 you can download i'm sure people put up matches and the histories and you'll see you go watch all the histories on the, on New Japan World
1: Showbuckle. Tim, go watch the yep. Showbuckle videos.
0: Yeah, Showbuckle videos absolutely. They're 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 tremendous. He does a really good job with those. Um so, so yeah, there's another resource for you. If you haven't watched a history of the these two um you know, people talk about Okada and Omega and I think to me that they're, they're just so so just I I could watch them forever. Even to this day, you know, the closest thing that you're going to get to classic pro wrestling in a modern age is Tanahashi and Okada. Um, I I really think that those series of matches set the bar. And I think this one just adds to that trilogy. Um, I think also this match, this what made it extra special is that baggage that comes along with it and the history that comes along with it. So everybody's has a buy-in on that, right? I think it's very important. I don't know if you just took this match, right, and put it in a bubble and said, is this a great match? I think people would say it's a great match, but I think the extra stuff that goes along with this story and the history between these two, that's what helps catapult it to a... a a five-star match, you know? I, I think you can't discredit that and discount that. You have to include that in, in what you saw in this match, and that helps bring it. So I think if you're a first-time watcher to this product and you don't know the history, I think you would think it was a great match, but I could see people scratching their heads saying, hmm, I, that's the, that wasn't as great as Omega and uh, Ibushi, or that wasn't as great as Tanahashi and Ibushi, Um, But I think, again, for the people, once again, this is a product that rewards people and gives people those Easter eggs and rewards you for being a fan. And here's a perfect example when I talk about that particular part of what New Japan does so well. This match is a perfect example of that, of the history that's involved in it that helps put a match over the edge for really fans who... Pay attention, long-term fans and people who appreciate and understand those Easter eggs and watching their pro wrestling.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm such a sucker for that subtle storytelling. This is not Ibushi and Omega with them you know, jumping off of high places and dropping each other on their heads. This is not like Gargano against Ciampa with heavy-handed callbacks and staring at their hands like they're in a, a, a bad movie. This is just these little breadcrumbs that only the most observant viewers are going to pick up and it just makes it a much more rich story and have a deeper appreciation for noticing those small details. Um, We have a question here from Aaron who says, what possible storyline going forward benefited more from the Okada versus Tanahashi draw as opposed to a straight up Tanahashi win? So what are the benefits of having the draw here?
0: Well, I mean, again... The story of Tanahashi still not being able to get a win since you know we're going back to Wrestle Kingdom days, right? Um, over Okada and even Okada being that that guy who is damaged goods right now, even though he's he he had a, a successful um, G One, even though he had a rough start. Um, you know Tanahashi's still really not getting the win. He got a, he he got a time limit win. Um, and that, you know, he did what he needed to do. Um, and, yes, it could have been an extra five minutes to, to kind of um, finally polish it off and get a, a pinfall. But, again, I think that, that that's telling, right, that, that once again it went to a draw and 30 minutes was not enough. Um, there is a little bit of a redemption story for Tanahashi in the sense of he he has made up a bit since his loss, you know, challenging Um, Okada for the for the heavyweight title but to me it's it's still a a lingering thing a a seed that is that continues to grow that you know in recent modern times Tanahashi still hasn't been able to to find a way to get a win over Okada.
1: Okay um, final question then about this A-block final the attendance was 6,180 so that was half of the other shows uh compared to last year when the A-block final was 7,495. So what's your take on this relatively low number?
0: Um disappointing, right? Disappointing. Um I don't think it's anything telling. I don't think it's anything to be concerned with. I don't think it's anything that's uh um should send any shockwaves or anything. I don't think I don't think it's a matter of those people not being a draw. Um, uh, I I mean I I I can't answer why I I don't know if 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 you know it wasn't a sexy matchup uh, to people I, I I can't answer that. Um, it is what it is, right? I I I don't think you can just hand wave it, but I wouldn't be overly concerned with that. I I think New Japan's in a really good spot right now.
1: Okay, uh, so let's move on to our uh, report cards then for the entrance in the G1 Climax 28. Let's Mm -hmm. start off with the winner, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who ended Block A on 15 points. So what grade are you giving Tanahashi?
0: Um, You know, before these two matches, he probably would have gotten a B, right? Again, he had solid matches, but I don't think that there was anything that was overly spectacular. Uh, in hindsight, it might feel like he, again, he was trying to just get to these two matches. Um, but these two matches that he had, you know, back-to-back, were pretty pretty spectacular. Um, all, and, again, spectacular in the sense of dramatic pro wrestling. Um, you know, the Ibushi match had its elements of danger, but... I'm going to go A-minus. A minus for the ace for for Tanahashi. Solid throughout the tournament, but then two spectacular matches to end. And again, in, and again I might be grading on a curve, uh but you know, this is Tanahashi who's banged up, beat up, you know, it's got a lot of dents and a lot of miles on that body. A minus.
1: Okay, I would give him an A. I think I can't Give someone who got two five-star matches in a row anything less than that, really. But I take your point that the, the block matches weren't as spectacular. Uh, what about Kazuchika Okada's thirteen points in Block A?
0: Um, a B. I'm going to give him a B. Um, I think he had a good tournament, but. This is a rare year that you're not mentioning Okada in the best matches of the tournament, right? Uh, and in fact, it, it seemed like he took a back seat when it came to that um, in in G One. So uh, again, solid, but nothing that was really you know s- you know nothing outstanding, nothing from a, n- nothing that was a, a typical okada outstanding i'm gonna go b yeah i i would agree with that and i think that's partly by
1: design i think part of the story was him going out there and not having his spectacular rainmaker matches i used to so uh, I, i'm with you on the b jay white 12 points
0: character work lots of in there interference Character work was solid, right? It was that was solid. Uh, I'll tell you what, I enjoyed Jay White more in the tag matches, <laughs> you know, with uh, you know, Rapongi, uh, than a lot of his singles matches. Uh, again, the ball shots, the finishes, and again, you can't blame him for that per se. I mean, he's going out there being told to do to, and he's doing what he's supposed to, to be doing. Um, I'm going. C plus for Jay White. I will give him a B minus.
1: Again, I think having uh, the lack of clean finish in his, finishes in his match definitely hurt the grade somewhat. But I think I'm a little bit higher on the character work than you are.
0: Uh, Minoru Suzuki, ten points. Uh, solid, I would say. Um, I mean, even even his matches had a lot of. Brawling and a lot of. I'm gonna go B minus for Suzuki.
1: Yeah, I think Suzuki in G1s, you're never gonna get him at his absolute best. Just given the physical nature of the G1, that it's a bit of a grind, and he has to take care of his body, which is understandable, seeing as he is uh, a bit older, that a fair bit older than a lot of the people on the card. So I would agree with that grade that you've given him. Uh, What about Evil? Also got ten points.
0: I'm going to give Evil the C, right? I'm going to uh, again. I I expected more. I would hope to have seen more. I thought it was uh, again good, nothing great, um, and even some average. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go C for Evil.
1: Yeah, I would agree. As I mentioned earlier, I think his output has been a bit disappointing, and I was expecting him to step up in this block, and he really didn't.
0: Uh, Yoshihashi six points. B minus. I really think he worked hard every match, every singles match, right? I think he worked very hard. I think some of those matches were really good. Um, you know, th- that opener, you know, where Kevin Kelly's kind of pushing the fact that he's, you know, he's going uh, you know, he's, he, he it's it people were surprised he's even in it and um, you know, those those hope spots that he had trying to trying to get those pinfalls were pretty dramatic um and again i think the matches were solid um i'll go b minus b B minus for yoshihashi yeah agree uh b
1: minus would be the grade that i give him as well i don't think there are any of his matches that i hated or found boring i think he's a he's a good wrestler and we've spoken a lot about him already there's nothing more to add but i would certainly not be complaining about his inclusion next year because i think he's earned it yeah michael elgin six points
0: um, I, to me, he was one of the best when it came consistently, right? I think he had the consistency of the best matches in a block, right? Um, I think it's, it, it, I think it went underrated. Now there are people that f- kind of feel like he does very similar things in matches and, and they all kind of look and feel the same. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but, um, again, people's tastes are people's tastes. Um, but to me, he was the MVP of of a block up until the final couple nights. Um, and again, he even was even able to pull out a really decent match with with Makabe. Um I'm going A minus for Mike Elgin.
1: Yeah, I would also agree with that as well. I thought he was the MVP of the block, so not really much more to add to that. I think I don't know. Do you think six points is doing him a disservice or does that stuff not really matter
0: i mean it doesn't really matter um it 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 is telling of where where they they see him in the promotion right that's really when i look at the final points it's like okay that's what that's the position you are that's the pecking order you are um for the, the the promotion um He's going to be a mid card guy. And every once in a while he'll sniff a title, a never title. Um, maybe even a well I was about to say the US title, but I don't know if that's happened anytime soon. Um uh I tell you what, uh, that that's that's one like like it it's it's you know, I don't think it's any I, I don't think it goes past anybody that he's not on any of these US shows. I and I, I think, you know, that that's no secret. Uh, um, but, yeah. Um, I, I, look, I, you can't doubt his his, his G1 performance. And, and it's strong. But, yeah, I think it kind of t- is telling where he is, especially when it comes to uh, the the foreigners um, in the promotion. You know, Jay White's above him. I think Juice is above him. I think um, – um, I said Jay White, didn't I? Jay White's above him. Juice. Uh, Hangman Page might even be above him right now. So – it is what it is when it comes to Big Mike.
1: Okay, Togi Makabe also on six points. I'm going to give my grade first. I'll give him a C plus because he slightly delivered uh, above what I expected from him. I wasn't expecting very much, but he put in some decent performances, but not enough for me to think, oh, he should definitely be in it next year.
0: Yeah, I think this is. I, I think it's telling that age is catching up, and, and, and wouldn't it wouldn't be that bad if he, you know, stepped aside um, because there is so much talent out there that can that can fill that gap um i'm gonna go i think he worked hard in a lot of his matches though you know i I am grading on a curve here but i might go b minus for um for togi makabe i really think he worked hard i think he he came through to a certain degree and you know what maybe i'm being a little bit more generous than i should be i'll go c c plus c plus uh
1: next we got hangman page who's on six points as well I thought it was very, very impressive. Debut from young Adam Page. So I would give him an A minus. He really impressed me in this tournament.
0: That's not a bad grade. Uh, I was going to go B. B, B plus, depending upon how I feel. Uh, But I'll go B for right now. Uh, I thought he did an outstanding job, especially for his first one. Fuck it. I'll go B plus. Why not? Why why do I got to be a grouch? B plus.
1: Question here from JDM is it far-fetched to think Hangman Page from ROH Jobber to beating Minoru Suzuki clean all because of a little YouTube show called Being the Elite?
0: Uh, look as much as I hand-wave Being the Elite um it's it's an important thing it's and and, and it's, it, it's 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 it helps stars I mean look at Flip for Christ's sake um no you can't hand-wave it it's 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 an important element of new Japan pro wrestling and bad luck follow
1: on six points he's getting an F from me I didn't enjoy anything about his performance in this G1 I thought the, I mean the booking thing is one thing because that didn't help but just in terms of in-ring stuff he was slow he was clumsy messed up a lot of spots and I just didn't enjoy it at all
0: F for fast forward because that's exactly what he was to a lot of people fast forward. Um uh, we're looking what are you gonna what more is there is to say? F. Sorry.
1: Let's move to B block. Uh at the top of the pile we got Kota Ibushi with twelve points. You could go first this time.
0: A plus. A plus. He he outstanding matches, um and ener- just and an, an energy that he brings every time that he's out there. Um Made it to the finals. Had a, an outstanding, memorable finals match. Um, semi-finals match was, was was equally as outstanding. Um, and solid tournament matches. Uh,
1: a+. Yeah, agree with that. We'll come to the point where if he were to ask you, what can I improve next time? What will my next steps be? I wouldn't be able to give him anything because he's just delivered in every single match. Uh, Kenny Omega, 12 points.
0: A+. I mean... Count count the the the, the five star matches that we had in G one and he was involved in a, in, a, in more than a few of them. Um, outstanding performances, um, a, a, a worthy champion, right right. Um, solid performance point wise. Uh, again, match quality was outstanding. Uh, brought it every night. Um, a plus. I'm going to give him an A. I'm deducting
1: the plus for silly faces. <laughs> I've just seen a, a, a tweet here from him. He says, I issued a comment after the G1 finals that I really should have kept to myself. Emotions were running high and I was caught on camera. What's done is done. Thanks to everyone that followed this G1. Stitches are out and the heel will mend. See you are all in. Any idea what he's talking about there? Did you catch him
0: saying anything that you shouldn't have said? You know, I watched Chris Charlton... Um... Because he was doing the who let, let's give a shout talking about a pluses, Chris Charlton did an outstanding job uh, being the third Mike uh, on that commentary team. Uh, we are all everyone in the New Japan Pro Wrestling community uh, fan community uh, tipping our caps to Chris and the outstanding job that he did on commentary. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll dig at it and tweet about it. Um, after this show is over, but um, I mean, to me, if you want to, if you want to do a little quick uh, Twitter research and see see if anybody can kind of talk about what that was, I I don't know. I mean, it was it, they did the post match interview uh, with a um, well, no, you know what? Did I see the I no, but it was, it was Tanahashi, um, who did the post match interview that Charlton translated. Um I didn't see anything after after that um and you know then before that it was Abushi uh, and and Omega in the um post match after their match and I don't think anything was said there that was too odd it was more like them talking about the match and um you know the better guy won and all that kind of nonsense but no I don't I don't know of anything that was that was said can you find anything online uh
1: not really are people saying it might be something to do with the new episode of being the elite so i i don't know maybe it's just kenny doing a bit okay but if not we might have to dust off the old uh, musical stinger of kenny's done a thing if he has indeed done a thing Mm. um speaking what you said about chris charlton he was excellent and provided some really good historical context to what we were watching and at the end of the final show when they just they got really soppy, didn't they? Got a bit emotional, saying what a pleasure it was working with each other and how much they enjoyed it. And it was like watching the end of it, like the finale of uh, one of your favorite soap operas or something. It was it was very moving. I found it quite touching.
0: I mean, Rocky and 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 Kevin were talking about you know how many matches over 150 matches you know they're calling over the, the course of G one. I mean, that's, that's, that's a fucking marriage. You talk about hard workers. Imagine, I mean, listen, I'm exhausted after talking for two and a half hours on a podcast, right? I'm like, oh, these guys are doing it every fucking night in, in, in baking hot heat. It's unbelievable. Um, and again, Charlton did a great job. So uh, uh, A plus, I'll go A plus for commentary. How about that? A, a, a plus for Kevin Kelly, Rocky Romero, and Chris Charlton, and even Django. So uh, A plus is all around.
1: Zach Sabre Jr. on 12 points. I'm going to give, I mean, I'm biased, obviously, because I love the guy. I'm going to give him an A because I thought all of his matches were very, 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 very good. It's very different and a clear step up from his G1 last year.
0: Uh, I'm in full agreement. And even then, I was even like, tried to temper it, but like, all right, listen, I'm a fan. Everybody knows I'm a fucking fan. A, A, A for Zach. Absolutely.
1: Uh, we had a question from Adrian who says, "What's the landscape for Zack Saber Jr. going forward?"
0: Uh, I mean, he's already a a guy that you know he he's beaten every top guy in the promotion, right? Uh, so it's not like it's a it's one of those things, except for Kenny Omega, right? Um, he's beaten everybody else, so. I don't know. I don't know what else you can do to make him any any hotter. Give give him a title. I mean, I'm sure he'll see Goto in in the, in the very near future. Um, so, uh, listen. Let's let's put a never title on him. I'd have no problem with that.
1: Okay. And Tetsuya Naito, twelve points.
0: Huh. I'm thinking about this one. because cause I got to be honest with you, it's not an A. And it's not a C. So is it a B? Probably. I'm going to go just a solid B. I'm going to go solid B. Um, I think there were matches that were really good. Um, but then there were matches that were okay. I'm going to go B. I think you're being harsh.
1: I would give him a minus. I thought his match with Ibushi was amazing. The Omega right. match was amazing. The Naito match was great. The Ishii match was really good. The Sonata match was good. The yeah, Juice match was really good. The the Goto yeah. match was uh, was decent. The Yellow match was a bit silly. The Tamatonga match was actually one of the better Tamatonga matches. So you know what? I've talked myself into
0: giving him an A. Actually. Yeah. Fuck me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I I get an L. He he deserves an A. I don't know why. I, I guess. Maybe everything kind of blended together, Joel. But like, I don't. Everything you rattled them off, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But why didn't anything of that stick? Like, I'm I'm wondering why. Like, I don't know. Because he did have a good tournament. Why didn't anything, everything stick with me? Because cause I feel recency like recency bias. You think it's what it is?
1: I right. yeah. I think a lot of his great matches came fairly early on in the tournament, mm. and the fact they didn't get through to the final maybe. It's just slipped our minds.
0: I think it's fair. All right, I change it. A, I stand corrected. Tomohiro Ishii, A plus. Come on. got to be an I mean, A plus. There's, there's, he's, he, 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 he got a doctorate in pro wrestling, is That's what one. he got. <laughs> I don't think you could get a letter grade higher. Is there a letter grade higher than A? Um, to give a guy, he's he's my MVP of the tournament. So, um, A plus plus.
1: Sonata, who finished with eight mm.
0: points. He, I I loved his matches. A. A for Sonata.
1: Yes, me too. Juice Robinson, six points. B+. Plus. Yeah. Agree. Goto, six points. That's pretty I thought, low for Goto, isn't it?
0: It is point-wise, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see... I, uh, somebody can check this. That might be his lowest point total ever in a G1. Um, Goto had a couple good matches. That Kenny Omega match was pretty great. Uh, B plus. Mhm, and Toriyano, six points. Here's the thing, I liked every I liked every Toriyano match. Like they were exciting and they brought an element of of. Again, maybe it's maybe the comedy kind of broke things up, but even the comedy felt somewhat serious, right? And because there was this element of danger of this could ha- this the pinfall could happen at any time. Um, and you know, one match was you know the go-to match. He, he got pinned in in a minute, you know, or two minutes. I'm going to go B for Toriyama.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, lastly, Tamatonga. Now <sighs> we didn't discuss the show that came before the a block final but there was a match there between tamatonga and kota ibushi and it was really good Mm. and i thought man tamatonga is actually a good wrestler and he can put on an exciting high-paced new japan style match but he just hasn't because of the booking or whatever other reason so he can go and that was really frustrating for me because i thought oh they've just given us a big turd sandwich where we could have had something decent so I can't go as low as I did for Fale, but just based on his behavior during the tournament and the fact that all the other matches were so bad, it's got to be a D for me.
0: Uh, I mean, not to play devil's advocate, but, you know, he was in there with Ibushi. It's kind of hard to not have a good match with Kodo Ibushi. He, you know, besides Fale, if you're looking at, Overall body of work, and again, the matches. A lot of that had to do with the fact that he's, you know, asked to be this certain heel. Um, But I still feel like you can work a match and still get the that, that, and you know, still be that asshole heel. Um, I think (sighs) is look every. I, I I'm the guy that's holding out the hope. Probably the most of seeing a great Tama Tonga match, you have to see it. He's had so many opportunities. Uh, look, I th- I, th- I think if I'm being fair, a D is probably where where he would land. I can't give him an F. It wasn't it wasn't Fale bad, who I think has had has had probably the biggest fall. Pardon the pun, a bad luck fall. Um, than, than any wrestler in G1. Um, D is my grade.
1: All right. So that's everybody. So let's put our top five wrestlers and then our top five matches. So I'll go first with my top five wrestlers. I think number one has got to be Ishii. Number two is clearly Ibushi. And then three, four, and five is a lot more difficult because it's got to be... Kenny Omega has got to be in there. And probably Naito, but then we've got ZSJ, we've got Sanada, and we've got Tanahashi, and I've got to put Tanahashi in there just because of the two spectacular matches he uh, backloaded his tournament with. So to repeat that, I'm going Ishii, Ibushi, Omega, Naito, Tanahashi. I'm
0: going Ishii as my MVP. My runner-up is Omega. Third is abushi fourth I would go tanahashi and fifth I would go Zach I would go Zach fifth um Naito should be in that list somewhere um I think again Elgin I think had a had had a a solid g one but yeah if I'm if, top three is definitely Ishi. Omega, Ibushi. Absolutely.
1: And top five matches. For me, number one, I am going for the final. Tanahashi against Ibushi. Number two, Ishii against Omega. Number three, Tanahashi, Okada. Number four, Ishii against Ibushi. Number five, Omega, Naito.
0: it's pretty amazing cuz omega naito we were we were raving about in the beginning and just so many great matches that went after that um christ ishi abushi 1 omega ishi 2 naito omega 3 Ibushi, Tanahashi 4. And then Tanahashi Okada 5.
1: That's interesting. Neither of us picked Ibushi against Omega.
0: Uh, how can I not have that on the list? I might have to that has to be on the list. Oh fuck. What am I what am I taking out though? Um <laughs> I don't fucking can't take out Tanahashi and Okada
1: no wait leave, leave it in Damon you can have six
0: I'll give you All right. that alright then give me There's a little them, treat them, them. a little but, MFG1 uh, treat thank you so much that's that's hard man I mean seriously I mean we're struggling to come up with five or squeeze in five best matches and we have stuff that are outside there that we're just we're trying to get find a home because it feels so wrong not to have it in there Ibushi and Omega has to be in that top five somewhere. Um, what a great tournament! I mean, I mean, that I mean, right there that the last two minutes of this show, um, kind of speaks volumes as to what we just saw in the past two weeks. So, fucking great! I'm sad to see it's done, but I'm kind of relieved this, this to say that it's done. So, whew, God, God bless us.
1: Alright, so before we go, we need to discuss this Madison Square Garden show, which has now sold out, which is a fantastic achievement, and I've been following some stuff that Dave Meltzer had been saying, that he said it sold out faster than the first WrestleMania. He wasn't sure if it sold out faster than 10 or 20. Um, So, either way, this is a tremendous, tremendous achievement for Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Both of us have got our tickets. So yeah. we'll be going to the show, sitting next to each other. Very excited about that, Damon. I, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing, isn't it?
0: I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. First of all, what a, what what a great job everybody did. I, I knew that 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 it was going to be close to to sell out um, just because of the environment and 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 the newness and the East Coast and all that big building. We talked about it a long time, but we did it. Like we sold no, that. No matches announced. No. Not one match. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm very proud. Very proud of everyone. Um, again, it's, it's, there's a big difference between saying, oh, I'm going to go blah, 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 and then putting down your money to get it. Listen, I had to get the tickets, and I was fucking panicking. I was panicky Pete because you, you logged in. And Ticketmaster does this fucked up thing where they have these things called platinum seats where they themselves mark up these tickets. So the prices were like 300 to $30, right? But the three hundred dollar tickets the, the, that we thought were going to be ringside tickets, I had two in my in my in my bin. Uh, it's like third row. Joel, they were they were six hundred dollars a piece. These tickets. I was like, like I'm looking at my car, It was like, you know, fourteen hundred dollars. I'm looking at. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, did I accidentally hit the wrong button? So I had to bail out and we got the other tickets. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. I'm, I'm very proud. Um, it's it's a historic time. I mean, nobody's nobody's even run that building, let alone sold it out and that quickly. Um, and again, it kind of goes back to things. Things are moving and shaking in the pro wrestling world, and and that's going to be very telling. Um, when it comes to TV and 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 you know selling out Madison Square Garden is not something to 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 just handwave. Very important and very historic. Now, I will say this as well, Joel. I know that you will be sitting next to me come and again everybody's coming to this show it feels like. I'm super excited. Um I have a I have a little goal. I have a little weight loss goal, right? <laughs> so, I don't want you to sit next to Husky Damon. So, uh we're going we're we're already taking steps to uh have a slim and trim Damon come April. Um so um uh, we're all excited for that and 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 here's the thing too we're kind of talking a little bit about some special things for our listeners come uh april so stay tuned for that i know we've talked about t-shirts forever and they're coming but even more special things more some something's more special than that so I, again i don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet um still working on some details but um again we have plans we have a lot of ideas and we'll see if uh We'll see if we can make any of these things come true.
1: Yeah, twenty dollars if you want to shake our hands. <laughs> fifty dollars if you want to have a conversation with us.
0: Right, right. Uh, you know, photos. You know, at least least fifty. You know, if you want photographic proof that this actually occurred. So now we're all excited. We got our tickets. So great job by everybody. Um, it's 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 an amazing time to be a pro wrestling fan, especially a, a fan of this product. So uh, well done, everybody. Well done.
1: A question here from Tyler. How much more worried is WWE with
0: the sellout of MSG? Do you think anything has changed in Stanford? Yeah, absolutely. And the people who don't think that, people think that. Like, I saw some comments like, oh, Vince doesn't give a shit. You know, if they sold out stadiums, then they'd be, you know, a big deal. You know what? You, you don't know history. You don't know your pro wrestling history. Terrible job. You don't know your fucking pro wrestling history. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. That uh, there has been special meetings held in the offices up there off of I ninety five in Connecticut uh, about this particular event. Um, that's what's it, it is a little scary. I think Fraser had had made the comment of, of poking the beast. The beast has been poked by this. Trust me on that. Um, and that that's what has me concerned because right now. You know, they're, they're, they got some fat wallets and big checkbooks over there. Um, and, and they're, they're, not, I can't even say the offers haven't already been made because that would be tampering, wouldn't it? But, uh, things are already in place. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it to try to, nothing would make Vince happier than to take away a Kenny Omega and the bucks of, of these shows. Nothing would make them happier. Um, Nobody knows what they're going to do. So I'm not even going to speculate to say that Kenny's staying and the Bucks are staying and Cody's staying. No one fucking knows. I don't even know if they do. But, again, when I talk about uh, November, December, January being so important for the future of this company, um, that's the reason why. So let's, let's cross our fingers and hold our breaths.
1: We had a question from Ryan who says, Which current Japanese born NJPW star is most important to the global expansion? So, who do you think they might want to be putting into the main event here in terms of Japanese born yeah. stars?
0: Um, I mean, Okada, I, th- I would think. I would think Okada's probably um, young, still at the top of his game. Uh, injuries haven't really played a huge factor yet. Um, again we're working an angle where in a storyline where he's you know kind of disheveled and broken and all that but i mean if if you're going to put your chips on one guy okada's probably your guy
1: and the last question here from the spear tip who i've got to say thank you to because he's uh shared with me a crystal clear uh version of tai chi steam music because he knows that that's my favorite which oh. you didn't praise highly enough on Music of the Mat, Damon. I'm mm. not happy with you. Anyway, I got, I got a lot of good was...
0: feedback. I got, a, got, a, I got a, a lot of good positive feedback about that, Joel. So, uh, you know, I'll take your criticism. Oh, it was a great
1: show. It was a great show. I enjoyed it very much. If you haven't heard it, go check out at Music of the Mat and listen to Andrew Rich and Damon discuss a... Grab bag of New Japan themes. But anyway, the question here from The Spirit, it says, given Harold May's comments about expansion and being able to do business with anyone, anywhere, do you think we'll see New Japan attempt to get NJPW World streaming rights for the footage owned by the TV networks?
0: Ah, um, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't know much detail, but I'll leave it at that. Uh, yes, I'll say. Um, I think that's, that, that'll, that'll be, um, something that they're, they're they're working on let's put it that way
1: all right very exciting times then so before i do all the plugs and we get out of here damon any final comments you want to make
0: no um look well no as i go and make a final comment um uh look it was a great time right these are some of our most popular and most listened to shows uh, historically uh, and And this is no different so everyone 's excited g one season lots of good things right around the corner everyone 's excited for madison square garden and i and i 'm sure we 'll talk more about Madison Square garden next week um and and in the weeks to come um no i think uh i think we we saw some great pro wrestling i hope everyone enjoyed and um again lots of great stuff coming our way from uh from a, a show perspective so we 're excited about that we 're growing we 're kind of I don't know. It's kind of take this show is kind of taken like kind of like what I kind of envisioned it growing into. So uh, again, fingers crossed. Lots of good things coming around the road. Um, hang in there with us and uh, keep listening.
1: Yes, one of those things being the Discord that has been set up for us by uh, listener Nicole. So if you are interested in joining the community, I am part of this as well, and there's some really awesome chats going on really good debate and discussion there meet some new people make some new friends so if you're interested in that please check out the show notes attached all the stuff when you go on audio boom or the show description all that there should be a link for you to join the discord channel and come and chat to us and of course big thank you as always arigato gozaimasu to editor dan who has definitely earned his 30 dollars from the the (laughs) huge advertising revenue we brought in yeah. so excellent job there Dan put it in the piggy bank for the Wrestle Kingdom funds and um, please visit his YouTube channel 219films uh, please also subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network lots of excellent stuff on there including Music of the Mat as I mentioned earlier give us a five snake review on iTunes follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast thank you everybody for listening and goodbye